MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. All right, it is Monday, the 12th day of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Drivers are bracing for a difficult Monday morning commute in Philadelphia after an elevated section of I-95 collapsed following a tanker truck fire. Before the sun rose and commuters began seeking alternate routes to their destinations, heavy machinery could be seen hauling away some of the ruins of northbound 95. There are tons and tons of steel and concrete uh, that need to be removed from the area. Officials said the very busy stretch of the road will be unstable for at least months. Hmm. The fire broke out at 6 a.m. Sunday underneath I-95 near the Cotman Avenue exit in the Jaconi section of the city. Fire officials said the flames were under control by Sunday evening. Governor Josh Shapiro, who said Sunday evening he planned to issue a disaster declaration Monday to speed federal funds, said at least one vehicle was was still trapped beneath the collapsed roadway. We're still working to identify any individual or individuals who may have been caught in the fire and the collapse, Shapiro said. The tanker truck is thought to have been carrying 8,500 gallons of uh, 87-octane fuel. It's not yet known if the driver was still in the truck when the fire began. Police say the truck driver remains unaccounted for. Sources say he is an experienced driver and that something likely happened as he was coming off the ramp of the highway. There is no word yet on his identity. In a press conference, Governor Shapiro said the northbound lanes completely collapsed and the southbound lanes are unstable. All lanes of the highway uh, are shut down between the exits of Woodhaven Road in northeast Philadelphia and Aramingo Avenue in Port Richmond section. Officials said an average of 160,000 vehicles drive each day on this section of the collapsed roadway. According to Shapiro, repairs could take months. Officials said the extent of the damage means this is a situation that will impact the region for a long time to come. Months, I'm thinking I know. longer yeah. than, I mean, I mean, months is interpretive, but I I see a year minimum well, personally. The, the tire fire, you know, that, that other one that was 96, I think. 96. Right. I remember that clearly. Yeah. Right. That was six to seven months. Oh before... no! It, well, closed the roadway for right. eight days, but they were they were able to open a portion of it. Right after the. I don't remember. They were I remember saying it took this morning. A long yeah, time. it took a long time. So, uh, yeah, Preston, this is. I mean, it's a major conduit. You know, obviously, yeah. it's it's. You you can't overstate how much traffic passes over that. It's wild. Leading in the timeline on social media, I started to see, and I went back. And you're seeing people like posting pictures. Must be a fire over there, and seeing the smoke, and then the aftermath. But it's crazy, um, you know. I guess from the time the fire started to the collapse wasn't all that long. Kath, the the collapse was at both the north and southbound lanes. Uh, so the northbound lanes are completely gone. Southbound okay. is still there, but obviously it's yeah, damaged. It's not yeah, stable, yeah. and they're not opening that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is this is going to impact, I mean, people, and it's just, the thing is, people aren't going to know what to do. Like, no one knows what to do. We have to sure. figure it out. So it's going to take a little while for people to figure out their alternate route. There's no direct alternate route that's going to get you there as 95. Was. Well, and think about the, uh, not just us as commuters in, in this area that have to maneuver around, but people that are traveling uh, 
north to south, south to north, and yes. in other states, yeah, that, yeah. you're yeah. going to have to swing way around that stuff. Right. And that's that's what I said um, in the traffic reports of the, the officials have posted, you know, their alternate route, I guess, that will be posted and yeah. that people, you know, drivers who are coming through that aren't familiar can follow. But those roads are going to be, you know, mm-hmm. jammed. They're going to be, it's going to be heavy. And then the people who live in that area, I mean, all the surrounding roads obviously Forget still it. closed. And just to bring it closer to home to us, they are, the, the suggested route is going to bring everybody down Route 1 here, right oh, yeah. right out here, yeah. uh, to get on to 76 and use that, yeah. or 76 to Route 1. This area, which is already a cluster F all yeah. the time at rush hour, is going to be a nightmare. I right wonder, around here in Bella Kenwood. I wonder how many people are going to opt to dip over to into Jersey yeah. and travel yeah, parallel maybe. that way. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's definitely one of the routes because you can get on Route 130, you can use... You know, depending on where you're going to, 95 New Jersey Turnpike. Um, but I mean, even a suggested route is also to, you know, to get around it is to, if you're out in Bucks County, you've got to come this way is, like you said, Preston, to take, uh, you know, they'll take the turnpike. They can get on the blue route, the school. Call. I mean, it's a roundabout way, but there's re- like, yeah. there's no good way to get no. to where you're mm-hmm. going. I mean, unless, and we'll see what happens with mass transit today because they are adding trains, but uh, I would imagine they're going to be packed as well. I, I spent the last five minutes trying to figure out if there are any silver linings to all of this. Um, but one is, I, I, still a miracle that nobody was injured or at least no reported injuries. when it happened nick was was obviously out of the main rush time yeah for so sure. that that was a godsend absolutely i mean it it had it had the potential to be tragic absolutely yes time, but still they, the driver they're not uh they haven't said yeah okay uh, kathy you had said the driver they don't know anything he's, about him yet he's, he's unaccounted for he's presumed he's unaccounted I, for right now wow. yeah they're, they're okay. thinking that um you know i was talking to a few people working on this and uh they're thinking that you know they're not they don't know they don't obviously don't know what happened but maybe did he have a medical emergency or something yeah. because they he said he was an experienced driver so they're thinking something happened when he came off of that ramp and that he didn't or couldn't get out of the, the vehicle. But they, they don't know where he is because they haven't yet got to the vehicle. So uh, the closure of this major artery is going to have a significant impact on the city and the region until reconstruction and recovery are complete, obviously. There, there were a number of other construction plans. I wonder if they're going to um, rescind those to allow the flow of traffic a little bit more effectively, right? I mean, I even... So they were, they were closing down stuff for construction. Will they... Give that a bit of a delay so that everything is not bottlenecked all over the place. I mean, I would hope that that would be, you know, an option. I mean, I even heard um, a, a national reporter say, and I don't know, you know, where she, she didn't say where she got the information, but that they were talking about um, expanding other roadways, other major arteries to, you know, make up for the closure here. So I, I don't know what roads she was talking about, but, um, you know, trying to add lanes or, or, you know, somehow uh, alleviate some of the traffic. Preston, I suggest we... Set up a lemonade stand on City Line That's right out here. Brilliant. Why not? Yeah. I mean, yes. you might as well take advantage of it. Yeah. You might as well get lemonade. Nick, there's your silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. There. That'll be 10 bucks, please. Yeah. You know, somebody just texted in, Steve, that um, people have indicated that they might actually be retiring earlier than expected now <laughs> because they don't want to deal with this commute. And I, yeah. I can oh my God. understand it. Well, yeah, it's well, a how do you want to go out? Yeah. Dying from the stress <laughs> right. or on a beach somewhere? You know what I find funny is uh, there's this thing, and, and I've retweeted it as well. Uh, I guess in the Netherlands, where uh, they they basically installed a tunnel. Uh, yeah. they, they they got rid of a uh, of a highway, installed a tunnel, and then built the highway over the tunnel in a weekend. Okay, and people are like, "Come on, PennDOT, let's do this." And I'm like, <laughs> "You know that tunnel was built like way in advance, right? Like, uh, did you see this timeline? I did of, not. Oh, no, it, it's no. an amazing. I, I, something tells me you could not build a tunnel." <laughs> 
No. And a full highway in that amount of time. But, you know, with, so they, you know, the tunnel was built well in advance, and then they, they took the, the, the highway out and then put the tunnel in and then built a highway over it. But the problem is the, uh, the tunnel that they end up sliding in underneath of this highway, uh, it wasn't just built that day as well. Okay, um, all right. So the, the tire fire... Well, that they ha- still lead us in windmills. <laughs> the tire fire that happened in March of 1996, uh, the highway was closed for several weeks, uh, and then par- a partial closure lasted for mm. six months. So okay. they were able to open some of it, but I mean... I, you know, well, I, I don't know. know. They're, I and, know. and they're gonna they're gonna give some more information today, uh, so we'll, we'll see if they you know can release somewhat of a timeline or give us an idea of you know what'll happen. But traffic on I ninety five in Philadelphia came to a standstill Sunday as the tanker truck below the major highway fueled an inferno that ultimately caused the massive collapse. The fire broke out at six a.m. underneath ninety five at Cotman Avenue uh, exit in the Tacony section of the city. Video from the scene showed a massive concrete slab had fallen from I ninety five onto the roadway below. The northbound lanes of 95 are gone. The southbound lanes are compromised by heat from the fire. Runoff from the fire or perhaps broken gas lines caused explosions underground. Uh, Governor Shapiro says the highway near the scene of the collapse could be closed for months as repairs are made. Investigators are now working to determine what caused the tanker to go up in flames. There are many videos of people uh, that people took of the massive fire, the road starting to buckle, and the eventual collapse of 95. I don't know if you guys saw some of those videos, but like yes. you can see the people dipping down yes. on the roadway. I mean, oh yeah, just just right right before. I yeah. mean, it must have been terrifying. Yeah, uh, the Philadelphia Water Department issued a boil water advisory Sunday night for parts of West Philadelphia. The advisory includes customers who lost water or had low pressure in the following areas: Winfield Heights, Winfield, Overbrook Farms, Green Hill Farms, Overbrook, Overbrook Park, and Morris Park. Parts of Carroll Park, Haddington, West Parkside, and West Fairmount Park, and then uh, zip codes one nine one five one. Parts of one nine 131 and 19139. It was actually easier to boil the water. You could stick it out the window and let the Canadian forest fire heat. <laughs> That's what I was like. We, water we went you. from like one big thing into the next. I'm like, we didn't even get a break here. Customers in an area uh, in the areas were notified that the there was a boil water advisory and that they should not drink the water without boiling it first. Officials say a pumping station serving a section of Upper West Philadelphia failed between 345 and 445 on Sunday. This caused a loss of pressure in the system and left some customers without water. Water pressure is being restored, but customers should not use the water without boiling it first. The advisory is for water used for drinking, cooking, making ice, brushing teeth, washing dishes, and preparing formula. Residents are urged to bring the water to a rolling boil, let the let it boil for one minute, and let the water cool before using. Customers with questions can go to water.phila.gov. In sports this morning... The Phillies beat the LA Dodgers yeah. 7-3 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Nick Cassiano's homer, Trey Turner, had three hits, and the Phillies took two of three from the Dodgers over the weekend. Bryce Harper had two hits in RBI and reached base all four times to help the Phillies with the wins uh, for, with help the Phillies win for their seventh time in the last eight games. 
Taiwan Walker pitched five scoreless innings, allowing two hits with five strikeouts and two walks to earn the win. The Bills open up four-game series in Arizona tonight against the Diamondbacks. Matt Stram will get the start, and it will be a bullpen game for the Phils. The first pitch is scheduled for 940. At the NBA Finals, the Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat on Friday night. They now lead the series three games to one. Game five is tonight in Denver, and tip-off is at 830. In hockey, the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Panthers 3-2 on Saturday night and are one win away from hoisting the Stanley Cup. Game five is tomorrow night in Las Vegas, and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And in soccer, the San Jose Earthquakes beat the Union for the first time in nearly 10 years with a 2-1 victory on Saturday. Saturday night. The Earthquakes ended a seven-match winless streak against Philadelphia with the first win over the Union since September of 2013. The Union don't play again until the 21st when they'll head to Central Florida to take on Orlando City SC. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks so much, Kath. Uh, I got a few things going on that we need to bring you up to speed on. We have a new Word of the Week prize. We have $500 from the Dexter. Uh, we're going to give that away at the end of the program uh, or give you the letter at the end of the program. Then at the end of the week, we'll give away that prize. Now, we're going to focus uh, a fair amount on uh, the 95 fire and the shutdown and all that. So uh, coming up a little about an hour from now or so, we're going to have Nidia Han from 6ABC. She was there from the beginning. She got to, on the, uh, the story right away. We'll just see if there's a latest update or two. Uh, we're also going to have from SEPTA, Andrew Bush is going to be the um, official that's going to speak to us about anything you might need to know uh, that is the latest from that department. So yeah, it's going to shift stuff for, as yeah. we said, at least you know the, the next months. Yeah. So we'll talk to uh, Andrew in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we also have an announcement of an event coming up. We'll get to the details of that probably closer with uh, music news. And so I just want to move along quickly, although because we got to, we had a long newscast, but uh, I do have this request from a listener. I hope you guys don't mind because they're having a tough day. Uh, so it says, good morning. I'm having a really tough morning. And it would be would it be possible for Stephen Casey to please serenade me with a classic French song to make my morning so much we brighter? Can do that. Thanks and Gadzooks. And what does that say? Abu Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> which which version do you want to do, Case? The, the French version. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, how's it go again? Merci beaucoup. I want to make sure. Three, two, one. Merci beaucoup. Merci your face. Oh my God! I was trying. That is probably the best one That's I've ever fun. heard you guys do. Thank you. We got together over yeah. the weekend. <laughs> we rented a hall yeah, uh, just for the acoustics. We didn't have to do that. I no. hope that makes your day so much brighter. <laughs> no, we just thought maybe what if someone was feeling bad, we could make them feel better. Well, hope that helped. I feel better. Thank yeah. you. All right, excellent. Thank you guys. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Stupid question is later on today. What's next is the uh, you know it is a stupid question. I was thinking a lesson question. Stupid question. The entertainment report. <laughs> is on the way. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. 
Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do a stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of admission tickets to Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom. Uh, and I had a, a random thought yesterday, and this is a goofy question to ask, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Okay. It's a bit obscure. I was I was randomly thinking about SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. And as well you should. Mermaid Man uh, <laughs> has a utility belt. It's It's got an M on it. But when you flip it upside down and it's a W, what does Patrick say that stands for? 215-263-WMMR. By the way, Mermaid Man voiced by Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, yeah. Of all people, which is awesome. <laughs> the late and Tim Conway was Barnacle Boy. Yes. So Lost I, a couple legends. Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR's utility belt. When you turn it to a W, what does that stand for? I'm going to go through some birthdays today being Monday, the 12th day of uh, June. It is Bun E. Carlos of Cheap Trick, drummer of Cheap Trick, 73 years old for the longest time. Uh, his trademark was a cigarette hanging out of his mm-hmm. mouth. He would smoke. He would do the entire show with a burning cigarette right. hanging out of his mouth. Eventually, he quit smoking. Right. Uh, and not with the band now. When when they played the MMRBQ, uh, he was not in the band. Um, and I've forgotten if... I don't think he's out permanently. He may not tour with them, but play. he may play certain shows with them. Huh. Yeah, I always thought he was a great drummer. I've seen them a number of times in concert. Always fun. And uh, actually, at least half the times I've seen them in concert... They open with this. Yeah. Yeah. They go for it. Yeah. yeah. Right into it. You know, we know what you want. Yep. And here it is. So he is 73 years old today. Marv Albert's birthday today. The, yes. The sportscaster. Yep. Yes. I love the sprawl. He turns uh, 82 years old today. Had that whole lingerie thing. Remember that? And I then he, he also, uh, he wanted to bring another man into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. Yep. Uh, Timothy Busfield. You remember him, of course, from, uh, well, that's him from Revenge <laughs> of the Nerds. Uh, that is him as Poindexter. <laughs> oh my God! That should be a part. That should be mixed into this yeah. song. Thirty uh, something. <laughs> Field of Dreams. He turns uh, sixty-six years old today. So happy birthday to him! It's also Jason Muse. Um, I think it's from Jim Silent Bob Strike Back. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Now you remember, man. We thought he was gone. Yeah. Kevin Smith thought he was gone. He was out for the count. Yep. Now he's back. He's doing great. Yep. He had a he had a heroin problem. Big problem. So really, uh, he was headed down a bad, bad, bad path. So he is uh, doing much, much better. He turns forty nine years old today. Uh, you guys remember Finesse Mitchell? Yes. Oh, yeah. On Saturday Night Live. Has Finesse been here before? Yeah. 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 I thought so. Yeah. yeah. I was wrote. I was wrote up in. I think it was. I think it was Dan Gross at the time. Dan Gross's column because. Uh, I went to see his show with a friend. We went out with him afterwards, and uh, he was hitting on my friend like big time. And she, I, I guess, I don't, I think she had a boyfriend at the time. I don't know what it was, but she wasn't really into it. But we ended up hanging out with him after the show. Was he a nice guy? 
Uh, yeah, he was nice fun. Dude, right? Yeah, he was fun. Yeah, he's always here. I believe his sister is like one of his handlers. Uh, right. That's the one thing I remember about him being here. He's 51 today. Uh, DJ Qualls. Oh. Uh, we first got to know in the movie Road Trip. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's just one line. He eats that it's, French toast. It's still worth it, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, it's Horatio Sands. Is that who uh, sticks the French toast down yeah. his uh, pants? Yeah, I'll, he'll, I'll fix that for you. <laughs> sticks in his butt crack and down in his underwear. He was a male model for a stretch deal, DJ Qualls, which is yeah. interesting to me because he's kind of a funny-looking dude. He's got a unique look about he does, him. Sometimes yeah. somebody with a unique look can uh, can pull off that model. He was thing. kind of that, that guy yeah. for a while. Uh, he was in the new guy. Holy jeez. Yeah. Eliza oh, uh, Dushku. She does this changing clothes uh, montage which is she's stunning she takes him to and she's uh, wants his opinion as uh, he try she tries on uh, swimsuits yep it goes for about 10 minutes he is 45 years old today uh adriana lima is a brazilian supermodel and she is 42 today she was the it girl for a while i just don't know my supermodels anymore i, I don't used, know there was what a, are their powers there was a time when i knew all my supermodels i know I just don't know them anymore it's like you know the the, the 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 Hall of Justice. Sometimes there gets yeah. to be too many superheroes, and you just can't keep. Yeah, you get bored. Uh, she's forty two. Her today. walking the runway. I think she has yeah. uh, Steve. I think she shoots concussive rays from her eyeballs. I think it's got to be it. Yeah, she was in that commercial. Uh, she was in a big Super Bowl commercial. I remember that, that charted very high. That was her big, huge claim to fame. Uh, then we have Dave Franco. Dave! Who's been here in our studio. Good uh, dude. Yeah, he was super nice. Yes. Yep. 21 Jump Street, uh, Now You See Me. In fact, speaking of Now You See Me, that movie, we had all these balloons hanging on the wall uh, at oh, the yeah. time. It was for... I was going to the Super Bowl? It was a Super Bowl thing. Yeah. And then uh, Dave wanted to demonstrate his character in Now You See Me could throw cards and he he's like, I could pop some of these balloons for you if you want. Yeah, he yeah. starts whipping the cards out. Really? Yeah. You did? Yeah. I missed that? Yes, yes you missed that. Oh, man. It was very cool. Yeah. He was here with Allison Brie. Yep. Yeah. His wife. He's 38 today. Uh, then we have Scott Thompson. Very sausages. That's him, by the yeah. way. Yes. Sausages. This is him from you said you'd New Kids in the Hall. sausages. I don't see no sausages. I want sausages. Sausages are good. Sausages are good. We are all... He's actually in the new Arnold show, yes. uh, Fubar, and he plays a pretty straight-laced character. So, so you're watching it now consistently? Yeah, we watch like the first three episodes, All right. and then now we're uh, we're bopping around to the other shows that we haven't gotten caught up with. So the new kids redo, really good. I gotta uh, see it. And what they did, and what their whole thing was, is that they would strangle a joke yes. until you... Finally gave in. Yes. That's what they did. Yep. Uh, he is uh, 64 years old today, by the way. And it's Steve Morrison. Oh, oh my God. It's oh, Steve Morrison's birthday. Happy anniversary today. to you. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. It is my anniversary as well. Yes. And in honor of Steve's birthday and my anniversary, the city has decided to shut down I-95 uh, as it, to, to recognize these two moments. Yeah, they said they were going to do something big, and they yeah. did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, uh, happy birthday to you, man. Thank you, man. You got anything special planned for today? I don't think so. Neither do we. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I told Rochelle, I'm like, we don't want to do anything, right? I think I'm going to try the alternate routes today and uh, see, see what they're like. I'm going to rate cool. them. 
we might go get some dinner, but we didn't buy anything. Else. I, I had a, a novel suggestion. I'm like, why don't we go somewhere and I buy something for me and you buy something for you? Yeah. And we have dinner and call it a night. Okay, I got a better idea. 24 years, by the way. Why don't you guys buy something for me instead? Oh, yeah. Just Ooh, let's pay it forward. Yeah. yeah. Inside the box. You think why is it all about you? Yeah. yeah. Hey, real quick. Uh, on this day 16 years ago, one of the favorite, most favorite things that ever happened on this show happened. Yes. And uh, let's just relive that for oh, just a geez. moment. I mean, honestly, I've been with you guys for 25 years. All right. And this this is a top five moment for me on the right. show. Here, here, this happened how, in 2007? It looks like it, yeah. All right, here we go. That's so cute. since Steve is the gamer, Casey did this in honor Thank you. Of, I appreciate of, it. of your <laughs> birthday today so you can uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's, can, uh, it's actually your anniversary, is it not, Preston? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You, are, you you, are you effing kidding me? Oh. No. I swear to God, Are you dude. effing kidding me? I don't... <laughs> oh, listen to that laugh. That is not a funny laugh. I was in trouble. I knew you. You, however, found it quite hilarious, Kathy. Because I, I knew how much trouble you were getting. Dude, be. but let me tell you what. I'll bet you she didn't remember either. Oh, oh, please. Yes, she oh, did. Come on. No, 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 no. I'll bet you she didn't remember. Oh, I'm such a moron. And she remembered. She of did remember. She oh, yeah. Do you want to hear when she remembered? Yeah. <laughs> we have that? Uh, yeah, it's around here. Yeah. Ra- <laughs> Rochelle remembers anniversary. Let's right, see. Back it up to the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Right. Don't tell her why you're calling, okay? Marissa's getting her on the line. Don't tell her why you're calling. Because I think she forgot. I think. I, okay, okay, here she's we go. on hold. Here she, she can hear it. Hold on a second. Uh, hey, honey. Hey, did we wake you up? Um, no, I've got, I'm getting the kids ready for school. Okay, well, you're on the air just to let you know, okay? Sure. Um, do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I still find it that funny. (laughs) There you go. There you go. You idiot. Oh, my God. I love that woman. And you who pulled your ass out of the fire that day? Steven Singer. Yes, he did. Always. Yep. Did you drive down there and get something? I did. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> right after the show was over. Listen, can you run it by the station? <laughs> yeah, yeah the right. show was over. He's like, Ray, John, have a great day. Go on. Go on. Hey, real quick, and don't spend any more time than this. Happy birthday to my nephew, Eric. He turns seven today. Eric. Aww. Eric. Wow, man. Know. Wow. Oh. Depression being caused throughout you the family. You are my favorite. All right. Yes. I hate the rest. <laughs> Let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question this morning. All right. Uh, Mermaid Man's uh, utility belt has an M on it. When you flip it upside down, according to Patrick, it becomes a W, which stands for what? And I will go to John. John, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. All right. What does the W stand for? Is it Wamba? Wamba. Yeah, that's close enough. Yes. Hang on a second, John. I'm going to get you a pair of tickets uh, to Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom. Enjoy your favorite coasters and thrill rides in Dorney Park. Family fun in Planet Snoopy and over a dozen water slides in Wildwater Kingdom. All for one admission price. And you can get the best deal on the admission tickets today at DorneyPark.com. At the box office, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. $60.5 million for number one, followed by Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Then you had The Little Mermaid, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, The Boogeyman, Fast X, Super Mario Brothers. About My Father Was Eighth. Then you have The Machine at number nine. So, so That's not bad. Top 10. I, no. You know, number ghost. 10 is Past Lives. Go what? see it. Go see it. Go see The Machine. He, he's been so good to us. Go yeah. spend your, your $10 and, and see it in the theater. All right. So the 76th Annual Tony Awards uh, were held on Sunday night. And uh, Ariana DeBose 
hosted the show for the second year in a row, which aired live on CBS. And due to the ongoing Hollywood writer's strike, the ceremony was unscripted yeah. in agreement with the Writers Guild of America. Uh, she opened a binder full of blank pages that read script in reference to the wordless opening dance number, by the way. Uh, the big winners of the evening were Kimberly Akimbo, mm-hmm. which won Best Musical, and uh, Leopoldstadt, which won Best Play. I assume that's how you pronounce that. Mm, sounds uh, right to me. Uh, Kimberly Akimbo took home five awards in total, while Leopoldstadt took home four. The musical Some Like It Hot also had four wins in total. I watched a little bit of this. My daughter's totally into all yeah. this Broadway stuff. And prior to, she was telling me all about Kimberly Akimbo. I didn't know about this, but there's a woman in, um, so it's about uh, somebody with, like, I, I think it's called progeria or whatever. Right, right. You age really you age fast. prematurely, yes. And the woman uh, in the show plays a 16-year-old, but she is elderly, uh, not elderly, but older. Okay. And uh, and so that's basically what it's about. So I, wa- I saw them win one award for, I guess, best book, like adapted into a musical or whatever, but uh, this was like... This was all the talk uh, in my household yesterday. Uh, Jody Comer and Sean Hayes both took home their first Tony Awards for uh, their work in Prima Fossey and Goodnight Oscar, respectively. Uh, Comer won Best Performance by Leading Actress in a Play, and Hayes won Best Performance by Leading Actor in a Play. So that's good completely for out of touch with uh, uh, Broadway and what's going on and what the big shows are. Yeah. You know, I used to be a little bit more tuned in, and now nothing. Uh, many of the evening's I didn't winners. I know they're doing some like it hot on Broadway. Uh, took time in their acceptance speeches to address uh, societal issues and express solidarity with writer strike. Uh, support for the LGBTQ plus community was especially prominent in the wake of anti-LGBTQ. RTBQ plus legislation across the country uh, while accepting an award for best performance by a featured actor in a play for his role in Leopoldstadt. Brandon Uranowitz uh, thanked his parents and said, when your child tells you who they are, believe them. An authentic life is a limitless life. Marlon Wayans took to Instagram over the weekend to air his grievances with United Airlines after he was removed from a flight to Kansas City. Uh, causing him to miss a live stand-up performance. Uh, the actor said that he was targeted by United Airlines employee even after he consolidated his bags at the Denver National Airport on Friday. He said, I complied and consolidated them. And he was like, oh, now you have to check that bag. Uh, Wayans wrote in an Instagram post, most agents are always loved, but every now and then you come across bad people, and this was one of them. Uh, United Airlines told USA Today in a statement, a customer who had been told that he would have to Gate check his bag, instead pushed past United employee at the jet bridge and attempted to board the aircraft. Multiple mm-hmm. outlets reports uh, that the scary movie actor also received a citation for disturbing the peace from the Denver Police Department. He said, yes, a ticket. That's all they could give me. Uh, confirming the reports, he said, dude tried to lie and say I assaulted him. The video clearly shows I never touched him. He was desperate to try to have some authority. So I didn't see the video. Neither did I. What he's talking about. I don't know about about the video. But he's never had anything like this before. So, Uh, In photos obtained exclusively by Page Six, Natalie Portman and her husband, Benjamin Millipede, uh, appeared to have. I think it's. I got, is I'm it going pie? with millipede. I, I, I want it because I want to think of this multi-legged uh, uh, insect. Me too. Yeah. Uh, they appear to be having an intense discussion during an outing with Centipede. Their children. <laughs> the pair were spotted sitting together at a park bench on Saturday. <clears throat> the actress can be seen putting her head down on the park bench, and at one point, it looks to be like she's wiping a tear from her eye. Well, if you look at body language. You know, you think you can read body language pretty well? You see a couple of people talking. Sometimes, yeah. your your radar is pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, 
this is a stagnant picture, but uh, I think they want to murder each other. Now, listen, they could be talking about anything. Yeah. Who knows? But this How much comes, they hate park benches. It comes after. Uh, here's a These first. things are so uncomfortable. Here's a weirdly philosophical question. When looking at a picture, like a picture such as this, how much time is captured in this picture? One hour. Because uh, <laughs> they used a uh, Civil War camera. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a millisecond. Yeah. You know? Okay, so milli- millisecond is what you go with. But yeah. For millipede. For millipede. <laughs> yeah. For millipede. No, because, I mean, I don't know how anybody could interpret anything from a picture. I mean, if yeah. you remember from, uh, what do you call it, Super Bowls years ago, it looked like Bill Belichick was just making out with his daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, they kissed each other. So this comes after it was reported that uh, Millipede uh, cheated on the actress. Uh, according to a source, they said they have not split and are trying to work things out. So when you're a Millipede, how many, uh, how much finger blasting can you do? Oh, my God. You're on fire. Oh, a lot. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, after dating rumors spread like wildfire uh, uh, call, uh, surrounding uh, Khalees and Bill Murray, uh, one fan asked the milkshake singer if she could address the situation. Uh, they wrote, ma'am, would you care to address these Bill Murray allegations? Because, damn, what's he doing with all that? Damn. Damn, damn girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Khalees, uh, uh commented on vacation photos. In, uh, they, or they, these were vacation photos that somebody commented on. She was in Greece. Uh, but the bossy singer neither confirmed nor denied, uh, denied the reports, writing, LOL, no, babe, I wouldn't bother at all. She Damn wrote. right. So she's just not answering anything. All right. So they could... I'd be curious to see if they are a relationship. Yeah. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah, probably are. I mean, usually you don't uh, flat out deny something like that uh, if you're, you know, <laughs> if you're not in a relationship. It's pretty easy to say no, you know, but who knows? It'd be pretty improbable, but there you go. Amy Schumer got candid about using uh, the medication Ozempic for weight loss and told other celebrities to stop lying about using it on a recent episode of Watch What Happens Live. Uh, She said, like a year ago, I tried it. And she said, I was one of those people that felt so sick and couldn't play with my son. I was so skinny and he was throwing a ball at me and I couldn't. Uh, And she said, everyone's been uh, lying saying, oh, smaller portions. Like shut the f up," she said. <laughs> they're say- no, she's right. They're they're saying that it is widely used throughout the entertainment industry, and that's why you've seen so many people suddenly looking better than they've ever looked. Yeah, but you know what? Smaller portions isn't necessarily a lie. When you're on Ozempic, you, you eat, eat smaller. Less. You yep. eat smaller portions. Right, yep. Yeah. Uh, she said, "You're on Ozempic or one of those things. You got work done. Just stop. Be real with people." She said, "When I got lipo, I said I got lipo. I don't think it's a problem if you want to. If you're using Ozempic and you're." It's yeah. not. It's also not a problem if you don't want to tell anybody what you're, you know. That's right. It's sure. like, hey, you seem like you're in a good mood today. <laughs> yeah, Lexapro. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to tell people You don't have to. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this one tweaked my melon a little bit. All right, this story. Uh Jennifer Coolidge revealed to British GQ in an interview published on Friday that she lived with her American Pie love interest, Eddie K. Thomas, what? in the early aughts. Would that, as in a relationship? She said, I wasn't the love of his life, she said, laughing. He had girlfriends. My bedroom was across the hallway from his. And she said that the pair lived together for a year or two. So what we saw in American Pie probably happened a couple times. I think it absolutely did. Wow. Their ages might be... Closer than we think because, you know, they always cast teenagers yeah, yeah, when yeah. they're in their you know, mid-20s like or whatever. Greece. But Are you looking that up, Nick? I yeah. think they had a little something going on for sure. Wow. And I'm, I am I like that. I approve yeah. of that. I think that's I, awesome. I like them both. Yeah. 
Uh, so Nick's looking out. Doing the math? They don't have his age on here. What? 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 Oh, look. Uh, what? Hang on. Give me a moment. <laughs> what? You know what? They they have some uh, people, uh, actors have requested on things like IMDb that they don't. Don't post the age. Post their age. Yeah, because they can be career killers. Exactly. So uh, they may not do that. All right. Get back to us on that. Nick. Born in 80. He was born in 1980? All right. Oh. So he's okay. 61. All right. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I mean, well, I haven't even good. done the math. I don't know. He might be so 61. So she's 39 years older than him. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She's born in 61. So this is a big difference. Yeah. Okay. All right. More power to him. Yep. Uh, less than a day after sparking wedding rumors, Naomi Watts has confirmed that she and Billy Crudup are married. Hey! Uh, the King Kong actress shared that she and Crudup, who officially tied the knot by posting a photo on her Instagram account on Saturday, the snapshot features the newlyweds dressed to the nines and smiling as they hold on to one another on the steps of what appears to be a Manhattan courthouse. So that, I'm sorry, uh, Nick, that's 19 years, by the way. It's, you said 39? You said 37, I thought. Okay. Okay, 51. Sorry. Back to you, Preston. All right, how many years? Is 19 years? Yeah, so okay. 80 minus 61 is 19. I was way off. <laughs> yeah, you were. Your math is great. My spelling was spot on earlier. <laughs> All right, I feel better about that. Yeah. People are like, what? <laughs> so Naomi Watts captioned the post. Uh, how old? <laughs> that would make her like 89 right now. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Let's move on. Yeah, please. Uh, she captioned the post, Hitched. And the happy news comes after <laughs> Page Six had published photographs of the couple sporting matching wedding bands <laughs> as they return to their New York City apartment on Friday. And the photos, Watts uh, can be seen smiling as she holds onto a bouquet. Ah, that's wonderful. While Crudup, sporting a Navy suit, carries a red duffel bag. He's in the uh, Navy? No. Wait, he was what? wearing Navy. Oh, oh, um, oh so oh. uh, Leave Schreiber's her ex, correct? Yes, they have two children together. All right. Uh, so following her post... Some of the couple's famous friends include Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Melanie Lezinski, Sarah Silverman, Amy Sedaris, uh, Lucy Boynton, Sha- uh, Shailene Woodley, and more. Um, and that includes Justin Thoreau, who directed and starred opposite Crudup in the film, uh, Dedication, alongside Watson Mulholland Drive, and he wrote Congrats to You Too. Now, she and Crudup are 81 years apart? Yeah, about that. Uh, so, yes, they. Uh, Watts is the mother of two children, Sasha and Kai, whom she shares with her ex-husband, Liev Schreiber, and Crudup shares son, William Atticus Parker, with ex-Mary Louise Parker. Who's with Ewan McGregor now, yeah. right? Am I right? No. I have no idea. Uh, but they, uh, they're all happy and everybody's good. So, uh, let's see. Then I had this story. Kristen Davis revealed that she has been brought to tears by cruel comments from social media trolls who criticize her for using fillers. Well, what kind of fillers? Uh, you know, like on her face. Okay. Uh, the 58-year-old actress. Not like a up. cake batter or something. No, no, no. About her experiences for co- with cosmetic procedures. She said, I've done fillers and it's been good and I've done fillers and it's been bad. I've had to get them dissolved, and I've been ridiculed relentlessly, and I have shed tears about it. It's very stressful. <laughs> it's possible I've ever done it about It's possible what? I've ever done it about Move on. I'm just trying to clarify what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Saying. I know what you're trying to do. You're mocking me for using filler. Mock? Yeah. <laughs> But apparently, uh, she says that she's gotten over it now, and she's like, uh, it's whatever. I can't keep up. I don't have time. You're trusting doctors. Suck it. Blame us if it goes wrong. 
And so she doesn't listen to the uh, the social media brouhaha. I think longer she gets the brouhaha because she is a natural or has always had that sort of girl next door natural oh, beauty. Yeah, yeah very and much uh, so. people say, well, you don't need to tinker with that. But that's her prerogative. I'm going to double back to Jennifer Coolidge for just a moment for one last story. Uh, Deadline reports that the White Lotus creator Mike White announced during a press conference at the uh, Vivid Sydney Festival on Saturday that a prequel. Featuring Jennifer Coolidge's character Tanya is absolutely a possibility. He said we were just talking about that and talking about de-aging her for that prequel if they wanted to do it. He said it's a funny idea, uh, but he said like Harrison Ford in the new Indiana Jones movie, uh, White suggested making Jennifer 20 years younger. Uh, He added that would be fun too, and I think Jennifer's like, sure, let's do it. Uh, so I, I actually noticed in a couple of these shows where they're they're making people younger. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but like it works. Are they doing it that? And is it tangential to the actual plot, or is it just they're doing it out of vanity? Do you think? Oh no no no! It's but okay. like the ones that I were watching, it, it was the plot. Like one specifically was um, oh my gosh, oh now I can't remember. It was with uh, Catherine Heigl. Um, Grey's Anatomy. No, it was about the Friends. I forget. Whatever. Anyway, Grey's uh, Anatomy's Friends. What is it? Firefly, Firefly Lane. Yes, okay. Chris is right. Uh, yes, so they had to make them younger um, because there was a lot of flashbacks to the eighties. All right, and um, when, yeah, you, like, when uh, you see it, does it does it register as weird in your mind? Because there was the Irishman, which Netflix did, and they de-aged Pacino and De Niro and all those guys. Did that work? Did it work in that? Well, it did until they actually had to do something a younger person right. Would right. Do. right. So, yeah. so what I I mean I think it's in the camera. Like that—that's what I'm seeing. Is that what, whatever they're using, whatever the camera is doing, is what's de-aging them? Well, they're at using... least in Firefly Lane. Okay, because it's—it is a. I mean, it, it is software that they're using. Well, I like the idea of them going back with this character and and some of the background because in that first season of White Lotus, you know, it was a big focus about her mom who had died, yes. and I'm sure that they would explore yeah. all of that and how she ended up. With her money and all of that. So. Well, and I was, you know, what they did, I'm not going to give anything away, but in the last season to her, and I was like, I was a little disappointed that, you know. Well, it certainly was a left turn. Yeah, it was. Like, whoa. Yeah, like, why would you go to, well, forget it. Yeah. You right. just watch it. Here we go with the clips, friends. Singer Mary J. Blige recently produced two films inspired by her most popular songs. And here star uh, a Gianna Gia, Alexis. Uh, talks about the filming process of real love and strength of a woman. And here's the clip. It's really going to take you on a journey of, you know, transitioning from college into adulthood. And so as actors, can I say this for you? It was a bit of a challenge, but it was very fun to kind of make that transition and kind of dig in our toolbox. Uh, the first film, Real Love, is out now on Lifetime. Here is the next one. Chris Hemsworth is back in action as black market mercenary Tyler Rake in Extraction 2. Yeah. And here he talks about filming a fight scene while on fire. I had to cover my arm in flammable liquid, set it on fire, and I had to go through the sequence. It was a cold night, so I appreciate the move. Really? Yeah. Extraction 2 will be available on Netflix this Friday if you would like to watch it. I dug the first one. Solid job. That is what I have in the Understand Report for you this morning. All right. We will take a break. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk to Nidia Han of 6ABC. She was one of the first reporters on the scene at the I-95 fire and eventual collapse. Uh, We're also going to talk later on this morning uh, with Andrew Bush from SEPTA just to find out the latest and what you need to know 
because uh, it's going to affect us for a while. A long time. We'll come back in a moment with that and more. Stay with us. Wednesday from 4 to 6, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the grand opening of the new clean and spacious Planet Fitness on Broad Street in Philadelphia with food, raffles, giveaways, music, and your last chance to join for just a dollar down and $10 a month. Plus, meet Brandon Graham and Landon Dickerson between 5 and 6. So uh, this whole fire started uh, early yesterday morning and uh, moved along quickly before it became a real big, big problem. And it's going to be around for a while. So uh, we wanted to get some uh, somebody on who could give us some information on the, the latest and what's happening. And uh, she was on at, from the very beginning of this story. Uh, from 6ABC, we have Nidia Hahn on the yeah. program this morning. Nidia, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks so much for having me. How are you all? Uh, are you surviving today? Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, you know, we get up at uh, 3.45 a.m. And, and don't have to deal with <laughs> the nightmarish traffic that is going to be just horrendous over the next several months. So pretty easy for us. But uh, it, it's begun. Uh, we've already seen the backups and everything. So you were... Uh, Nidia, when did you when did you guys get word of uh, what had happened yesterday? You know, honestly, it was so bizarre. I'm, it was a normally quiet morning, and then all of a sudden, during the six thirty a.m. show, my producer Danny Tevenenko said into my earpiece, "There's been a truck fire around I ninety five at Cotman," mm-hmm. and I thought, "Okay." But then he said, "We're hearing on the scanners that the freeway is buckling," <sighs> and I thought, "Oh my god." My first thought was, even on a Sunday morning, that is a highly traveled route. So what about injuries? What kind of truck is this? What was it carrying, right? We were dealing with the wildfire smoke. Now we're going to be dealing with this. So the first time we were on the air with it was 649. We were supposed to deliver the breaking news over a live traffic camera. But we had updated our software on Saturday night, so there was some issue at that moment. So we actually did it seeing me on camera. That's what we call a reader. And then once we got a photographer to the scene, we were able to visually confirm that the highway had, in fact, collapsed. Wow. It was wild. was just a race to get this on, right? So Yeah, yeah well, it was, it was wild because you... get Becca Hendrickson, our reporter there. It was a race to get our chopper to the scene. But by our 9 a.m. show, they were both there. Our Becca Hendrickson had talked to drivers who, you know, had driven through while I-95 was on the verge of collapse. They could see the fire. They drove through the smoke, thick, black smoke. They could see the flames, and they were terrified. Um, And it's really a miracle that no one who had been driving on 95 at the time was hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the things I was amazed at. Yeah, yeah, it could have been much, much, much worse, as you said. It's highly trafficked. From the the point at which we um, uh, believe the fire started to the collapse of the bridge was approximately how long, Nydia? Well, so we're talking about from um, the northbound lanes collapsed from the heat, um, from exit 32, that's Academy Road, to exit 30, that's Cotman Avenue. The southbound lanes were compromised, so officials did close that portion of the interstate, um, as well as all the way down from Woodhaven to Aramingo in both directions on Sunday. Now, right now, all northbound lanes between exit 25 at Allegheny Avenue and Castor Avenue um, and exit 32 at Academy Road and Linden Avenue are shut down. Southbound lanes between exit 32 and 30 um, at Cotman Avenue and Ron Street are closed. 
And so this is really going to impact not just commuters who normally drive I-95, but people in those neighborhoods. And, you know, 6ABC has talked to people who live in those neighborhoods this morning who said, you know, this is summertime. Their kids are out. People who don't travel normally in those neighborhoods who are unfamiliar with the roads are going to now be in their um, in their neighborhoods, yeah. Waze apparently was directing big trucks to go through very small oh, streets no. they can't actually go down. Oh, um, yeah. So it's going to be kind of crazy. I mean, 160,000 vehicles normally drive that section of I-95 every day. And so, um, yeah. you know, it's going to, people are really going to have to pack their patience. They're really going to have to get creative. Um, SEPTA is adding cars to some already scheduled regional rail trains, suspending parking at stations, preparing for more riders on the market, Frankfurt lines and bus routes. But people are really going to have to just take their time, leave early, as you guys did. Yeah, 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 Nidia, you mentioned, I mean, saying that, you know, it's amazing that more people were not injured in this. But I had one question because um, everyone is reporting that one vehicle is still trapped. Are they talking about the tanker truck or is there another vehicle under there? So they have not been clear on that as far as I know. Um, And certainly we do not know uh, about the individual or individuals who may still be in that vehicle. Okay. The, yeah. All right. So, so the um, obviously they're still getting their their data together and trying to figure out exactly how specifically they're going to progress from here on in. But w- what's what's the ballpark estimate before everything is returned to viability and that uh, that stretch road is opened again? It will be at least months. I mean, Governor Shapiro says he plans to issue a disaster declaration to expedite the rebuilding process and to access federal funds, but it will take at least months. The, the thing, the, the thing that's amazing is, and as we, everyone's pointed out, uh, this is a main thoroughfare. This is how people travel up and down the eastern seaboard. This mm-hmm. is this is where you, this is the stretch of road you're on. And so, the again, just in commerce alone, and as you pointed out, the, the ways misdirect on a lot of these uh, vehicles, are you getting any um, uh, indication on where most of the, the heavier vehicles, what detour they'll be taking to bypass this? You know, I don't know. I, I know that that morning Jessica Boynton came in as soon as she could to direct people around it. Um, Matt Pellman has been in at 6, 6ABC to direct people around it. Um, I don't know what most people are now going to take, but I can tell you that today um, Federal Highway Safety Administrator Shailen Batt will come to Philadelphia to offer federal support. They've acknowledged <laughs> that the I-95 corridor is a vital yeah. connection for people and for goods traveling along the East Coast. Um, and, you know, we've heard from Pete Buttigieg and the White House that, you know, this will be a priority for them. Yeah, Steve, so the, there is like an official detour <clears throat> that, you know, that officials are are posting. All right. So I would imagine that that's what they're hoping the, you know, the truck drivers will do. Not the side streets. Yeah. yeah. Nydia, um, th- we know that there's a boil water advisory in some parts of the area that, that lost water. Do you know about any other environmental concerns that they're dealing with? Yeah, I know people are really concerned about the impact. I mean, the tanker truck was carrying 8,500 gallons of 87-octane gasoline. Um, There was a concern about runoff due to the proximity of the Delaware River, but Governor Shapiro has said that booms were used to contain any product that got into the water. Um, And there was just a very, very slight sheening in a cove adjacent to the river, but they don't believe any of it got into the river itself. So, again, on so many levels, I think we got pretty lucky here. The environmental impact, 
no injuries um, with drivers on I-95 at the time. It's pretty amazing. You, you talk about that fuel containment. Apparently the Coast Guard was on the scene quickly uh, to right. assist in that. So, yeah, again, this is not wonderful, but it could have been dramatically worse. It's just weird that, you know, to see something like this and to, and, and to learn that this is a relatively new improvement or a quote-unquote improvement on the stretch of road and to have it to collapse this way. But think of the intense heat, heat of yeah. a fuel-laden yeah. truck right under it. Yeah. It's going to be obviously problematic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people didn't even realize that that could happen, right? I mean, when my producer got into my earpiece and said there's been a truck fire and we think the highway is actually buckling, I thought, wow. I mean, how... How bizarre. And it was eerie, too, to actually see I-95 after they shut it down and not to see any cars on there. Um, And, again, I can't stress enough how, you know, I hate to say it, but lucky we are that this happens on a quiet Sunday morning Mm. instead of during the morning rush hour on Monday. Yeah, good point. All right, Nydia, thank you so much. We appreciate the information, and uh, we'll be watching you guys on 6ABC for the latest. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys, and we'll be listening. Take care. All right, thank you. Nydia Han, guys. Yeah, the fact that it did happen when it was uh, low travel time, six a.m. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday morning, uh, that's huge. And there, but I mean, the, all those videos that are out of people that went over it right before it buckled, like or right before it, it, it collapsed. I mean, it is amazing that nobody was killed. Well, we have a caller on the line who was one of those, Kathy. Uh, we have uh, Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Hey, good, good, mo- good morning, Ed, Brian. Good morning to All see right. you. All right, so listen. Yeah, you're right. That was a, that was my improper response. Good morning to see good you. Good morning Brian. to see you. All right, so Brian, you were you you went across that as the fire was was actually taking place, correct? Correct. I was with my family, my wife, my daughter, and her friend driving to a softball game. We came up to it. Flames were on the right hand side. We drove the road. We dropped, my phone dropped because I was videoing it because of the dip. And it, wow. it was like a three-foot dip. We went, and they were literally huge. Oh, my. They were melting gerbs. God. Wow. So, so the, 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 the jostling of the vehicle was enough to fling your phone out of your hand as you were recording it? Uh, basically, I had it out, holding it upright out of the windshield. When we hit the bump to go over the, the section... It was such a dip, my hand went down towards the phone, towards the floor with the phone, and I had to pull it back up because it jostled us Jeez. so much going over the lip down wow. into the U of the bridge. That is, um, that's unbelievable. I saw a woman uh, this morning, Brian, who, she was, after the fact, she also went over it, was very emotional thinking about what could have happened. Like, what did, what are you thinking now? What, what, how did you feel right afterwards? Uh, afterwards, I wasn't driving. My wife was. I was kind of just laughing a little bit and, and scared. I guess laughing was probably way go. But yeah, huh? she was she was upset for a while afterwards, all the way until we got to the field and finally calmed down. Wow. Do you have Do you have any idea how after you went over it? Because obviously, if there's a three foot depression, it, it was pretty close to going. Do you have any idea how soon after you passed over did it come down? Uh, it's 15 minutes, maybe. Wow. 20. I mean, we drove to Laurel. So we drove to Mount Laurel, and then by the time we got there, people were sitting there saying, we think it collapsed, and then it did. So 
from the amount of where it happened to Mount Laurel, New Jersey, that distance, it collapsed. So. That's unbelievable, Brian. Well, you guys, uh, uh, that's a that's a narrow miss right yeah, there. But yeah. fortunately, fortunately, as of now. Uh, it seemed like, uh, you know, there weren't, there wasn't a major catastrophe. There may have been a loss of life. We don't know about the driver yet, and there's a good chance yeah. that that may be the case. But there, we're going to wait for oh official word on that. But uh, Brian, thanks for the story. That's pretty crazy, man. We appreciate it. Have a good day. All right, take care. So, I, what I'm curious about, and I don't think Nadia, uh, Nadia had an, uh, an answer for you, Steve, but you wanted to know how long that fire burned yes, before that yeah, collapse yeah. happened. She didn't hear me. It had to have happened pretty quickly because I, did did the police get a chance? To shut down 95 yes. before the collapse yes. happened? Yes. Okay. They did. And they're saying that okay. that's the reason why there are no injuries. The, there were a bunch of people, as we you know heard from Brian, that went over it as it was buckling. But they were able to get there and stop traffic before it collapsed. Because there have been collapses that have happened and nobody knows about it. And cars drive out. There was a, when I went to Sweden, there was a, in, in Gothenburg, there was this bridge. And apparently at some point the bridge gave yes. out. And it was at night, and only you know, and, and cars just went over it and into the abyss. And uh, that can happen uh, if you're, you know, if, if nobody's there to warn what's going on. And and uh, thank God they were able to to stop it before anything like that happened. It's wild because again, Man. in the video that keeps playing over here, and it's one that's all over social media. You actually see the depression in the road starting. Yeah. You see all this traffic going over. Um, anything like this, and obviously anyone who's underneath. You know, thankfully, we think it might just be one person, perhaps the truck driver himself. But uh, I always think of that footage of the uh, the, the Nimitz, um, the uh, the highway, it was actually a bridge uh, in San Francisco during the quake where the upper level pancaked yeah. down onto the lower level. Yep. And I mean... And that, people drove off of that, oh, too. Oh, the, God. the Bay Bridge, right? The Bay Bridge, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so my dad and mom came over yesterday, and we were talking about it, and my dad... Had a memory, and and I'm, I would like to put this out to the listeners because I don't remember this. But he said on the day of a Phillies playoff game, which is how my dad marks memories in his life, <laughs> there was a, a fire in one of the underpasses uh, beneath 30th Street Station on the Schuylkill Expressway huh. and shut down that stretch of 76 um, going from uh, like Center City area down towards where the ballpark is. And I don't remember that at all. The, the one that I remember, we talked about it earlier, uh, the truck fire. There was also um, like a tanker explosion at the intersection of 76 and 476. Oh, and, yeah. And oh, yes. That was, the, the, I remember that being, there was a fatality involved. The truck driver died, but that shut down that entire area for at least a day or two. Nothing collapsed as a result, but a tanker exploded at that intersection. Wow. And yeah. then there was the tire fire that Steve right. mentioned in 1996. That was 96? Okay. And that was, uh, I thought that had shut down things. Uh, it took them forever to, to finally completely fix it, but Kathy had said that there were temporary lanes that were open within a, a few weeks. I mean, how often do you hear about it? lasted for six months or something. Truck fire, vehicle fire and it's out in the open the way this was was the absolute worst place for it to be especially considering what it was carrying yeah Yeah. but i mean uh that sort of stuff is is wild casey you were on the schuylkill what was remember that time you had i know i lived right off of the schuylkill where there was oh oh no 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 okay no 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 yeah you're right i was i was stuck in between two accidents right i was was behind an accident that's right then you got to go the guy came running out right i forgot about that because i also had lived on the schuylkill when there was a uh, car fire like right by my house and i wasn't allowed to get a look at it um but uh (laughs) yeah so i was stuck in between two accidents and as we were sitting in traffic in the one accident, somebody got uh, rear-ended by a truck, 
behind me. And that's when, I mean, it just went up in flames. And yeah. then he was like, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where, where do you go? Where do yeah. you go? Jump into the river? Yeah, because you have to worry about like situations like that, you know, where you're in a traffic jam, uh, <clears throat> a chain effect. Yeah. I'm going to choke. I'm choking on my own spit. Hang on. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> well, the thing, while well, you you collect yourself there, where this happens to be, you know, in that general area, where you're putting off into in that direct area is a, is a nightmare for large vehicles. It's 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 a it's a maze. So, uh, and as you're pointing out, Kathy, throughout the next couple of weeks, people are going to be dealing with a whole bunch of overflow in areas that were not meant to accommodate that kind of traffic. Oh yeah, and and I didn't even think about what Preston said right here by us mm-hmm. because the boulevard is a main alternate route. That's probably the most direct to 95. Mm-hmm. That's why we're putting up a lemonade stand. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, but 160,000 vehicles mm-hmm. over that portion of 95 every single day. Yeah. That's 160,000 plus people. Yes. That that will be headed down uh, other route road 1 race. now probably or a yeah. lot of them and that's going to it's not built for that many people. <laughs> This exchange right over here by us in Balakinwood is going to be oh, I think to just horrible. We need to set up some sort of a toll, I yeah. think, uh, in front of here, Preston. <laughs> and then also, no, you don't collect it. Just we have to be allowed to put a Preston Steve bumper sticker on your car. Yeah, but luckily, you know, on all the side streets and everything, uh, there hasn't been like a major... Uh, infrastructure thing going on with the highways and... <laughs> right, and, uh, that's and, all going on. That's what I said earlier, water case. Pipes Yeah, yeah. I, I went, uh, I, I drove into New Jersey uh, this weekend on Saturday and had planned with an extra 15-minute buffer to be where I needed to be. And because of all the construction that's been happening after you get on the Atlanta City Expressway, oh my God, I hit... I hit like four massive pockets of traffic already. This is pre-fire, mind you. <laughs> right. And it was, and it took. That's an, just regular. It took an extra, you know, 30 minutes or so out of my allotted time. And it's just, all, we've already got problems yeah. all over the place. Casey, what's that place? Uh, the, the exit in Delaware County that's shut down for a long time down uh, by the airport. Essington? It's not. Or no? It's not. That, that it didn't was, happen? No, it was supposed to be. Um, there were like, there were major issues on on Route 420 just uh, outside like uh, Prospect Park and Essington area, and it was supposed to be shut down for a while, but uh, I they overestimated. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's it's been. We're fine. sorry. Oh, yeah, the, it's been the fine. bridge you were talking. Yeah, about. yeah. yeah. Just kidding. It was supposed to be shut down for like a year well, or something like that. Well, it said like, like indefinitely, and but yeah, they yeah. were able to actually get that open quickly. Now, Kath, you came back from the shore. You were down the shore. Yeah. Uh, how was traffic coming back? It, it was fine. It, it was not bad. Okay. Um, we, we did pretty well, yeah. All right, hang on. I want to go to Jack. A truck driver was coming up on the fire. Hi, Jack. You're on the air. Good morning. I want to see you naked. <laughs> I want to see you naked. What's up, my man? So it was probably 6.30. The smoke was still white when I was there. Okay. All the cars had stopped, and then it started coming out black smoke just billowing. Probably five minutes later, state troopers showed up, got in front of everybody. Ten minutes later, everybody on 95 just turned around in the middle of 95 and was going south in the mm. northbound lane. Wow. Wow. In the wrong way down the shoulder. Once all the cars got out of the way, us truck drivers were able to turn around. Then it was a mile and a half back up to Bridge Street exit, getting off the wrong way. In the meantime, people were impatient. They turned around again and went back to the fire. Uh, it, was, it was a mess. Everybody was driving whatever direction they wanted to on, on the northbound lanes. How much extra time did that add to where you were going? 
Probably an hour and a half. I went acro- I went down 95, went across Betsy Ross, mm-hmm. and then came all the way up 295 and over to Turnpike Bridge. Okay. So, Jack, if you think you, if you're going to be uh, running this route, um, you know, for the next couple of months, and, and Kathy, you said there's an officially um, suggested route for truckers, I think the thing to do would be to go over into Jersey and run parallel and come back. Does that make sense? Yeah, that would be my route. The only problem with that is now everybody knows that route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah, detour for Route One—that's going to be a mess. But mm-hmm. if it was me, I would try and stay on toll roads because people don't want to pay the toll, so it'll deter a little bit of people. Oh, yeah, that's it's true. true. Okay. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Thanks, were, Jack. There were explosions. Explosions, correct? Yes. Once it hit, um, it started to, the fuel started to leak out and then caused explosions. Yeah, so they first reported that they weren't sure what it was, but yeah, there were explosions and then they were saying uh, maybe it was uh, manholes or gas lines that were exploding, yeah. I'm curious what happened, you know? I know. If if it was a medical emergency or, I don't know. I wonder if if he hit something or I I don't know. Did the engine set on fire? Yeah. But but that's what I thought. If if something set on fire, he would have had time to get out and get away from it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I don't know if he did or not. I mean, that's like the the really eerie part is that like his remains might just be like ash right now. Uh We don't know. Or, or, Kath, you know, you're driving gasoline and you see fire. I'm out of here. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I've now entered the the fast-paced world of computer software. (laughs) (laughs) I've changed my career entirely within 30 seconds. Uh, I have Scott, who is an engineer and actually uh, works on bridges of this type. Hi, Scott. Scott! (laughs) Yep, I'm here. I got Zeus, guys. Got Zeus, buddy. All right, so you're a, uh, a civil engineer, I guess? Yep, yeah, that's correct. Yep, went to Penn State. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, yeah, these bridges, obviously this bridge, it looked like, I was looking at Google Maps, actually, was part of the reconstruction, like you guys mentioned, mm-hmm. of 95 in that area. And, uh, yeah, it has steel girders, so that heat would definitely melt those girders. But the reason why the bridge wouldn't collapse right away is because there's also steel in the bridge deck, in the concrete itself, that allows it to have more elasticity that keeps it from breaking right away as so, opposed to, so, uh, you know, allowing it to bend like it did. Scott, okay. I was seeing the the, um, the footage and, and some of the uh, the stuff that was being chipped away. And, and to your point, it looks like there's long uh, cords of basically like rebar um, in, in, in the road itself. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, correct. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yep. So does steel have more integrity than iron when it comes to heat? Yeah, I mean, it, the the steel itself, it allows, it, you know, it, it gives the concrete like a tensile strength. Mm-hmm. So that way it allows us bending. Like a great YouTube video, if you guys look at it, is the Coney Narrows Bridge. Uh, it's something every engineer learns about. Um, that bridge, perfectly built new, and the wind acting through a tunnel there actually caused the concrete bridge to warp into like essentially like a noodle or a spaghetti. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. classic footage, yeah. Yeah, so that's and that's what the rebar does. It gives it that tensile strength that concrete normally would be just brittle itself and would just like essentially crumble right. in this situation. But the rebar itself that'll keep it from collapsing right away. So on a, on a, on a, is there anything known to modern engineering that could withstand that kind of heat? Obviously, that wouldn't be you know tremendously cost prohibitive, but 
you know, is, is there anything out there that they're working on? Not that this happens all that much, but still you'd want it to be as reinforced as, as yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you could obviously plan for only so many situations. Yeah. You know, they plan for earthquakes and stuff like that. But when you're talking that kind of heat from, you know, it's essentially jet fuel at that point. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I don't think without spending, you know, way more money than you would ever need for a one-off instance like this. Sure. Um, it's just kind of, uh, you know, un- you know, unfortunate, but yeah, they, if, if they build them out of diamond, then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Scott, then it'll be absolutely fine. No. Yeah. Good point. All right. Thank yeah. you, Scott. Appreciate the yeah. info, man. Have a good one. All right. You too. Uh, here's a text. Now, mind you, this is a text. Yeah. Uh, it says, I'm a Philly police officer. Uh, he, he's talking about the uh, the truck driver. He said he took off, uh, took the uh, ramp too fast and flipped the truck. From what I understand, he did make it out just fine. I was told this by a co-worker what? at the scene. It's a text, you know, so who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't know if we'd take it for, uh, you know, uh, who, who knows? It, yeah. We'll have to find it. It would be... You know, hopefully the guy made it out. Yeah. Years ago, I was... You would think that they would know that by now. Yeah, years ago, I was going uh, down 195 and... Or actually, technically, over 195. And this tractor trailer, it was a tanker, just came blowing by me, right? Yeah. And, uh... And then as I was coming off the exit, that same tractor, it was going way too fast and it had flipped over and was on its side. Wow. It hadn't caught fire yet, but as I was going past it, I was just waiting for an explosion. You know what I mean? Like, I was just kind of bracing myself because, you know, it was a similar situation to this where, you know, like, you just, you're you just going with the, with the pace of traffic. And, uh, you know, the dude, and it wasn't actually even that, that uh, hefty of a curve, but... Was it a tanker truck? It was a tanker truck, Ooh, yeah. Man, I see listen, I see so many of those trucks on the road and I'm always like I'm not nervous when I drive by them, but I think about the the truck driver mm-hmm. and I'm like you are hauling something yeah. that could be really bad and I'll see things like, you know, like like uh uh Liquid oxygen or whatever, you know, right. when they're or radioactive uh, material, things yeah. that, that that are really, really dangerous. I'm like, man, I wonder how much that's on their mind. It'd be a lot on my mind. While they're hauling yeah. that stuff. I can't remember if I told you guys this last week or not, but um, I know I didn't mention my cousin who was a truck driver, and uh, you know, he's a new truck driver. He just started, but uh, he hauls uh, construction equipment, so big, heavy stone, rock, <clears throat> excuse me, cement, things like that. He has to pull over every hour and inspect the bed of the truck to make okay. sure that every thing is still in place. Yeah. Good. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, we have a hazmat driver on the line. It's Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Morning, bitches. <laughs> What's up, bitch? All right, Steve. What's up, man? What, what type of hazmats do you usually drive? I haul propane. I'm a propane delivery driver. Ooh. Wow. Okay, so how often now, clearly you have protocols that you have to follow and safety uh, issues, uh, but how often do you think about how volatile that is, driving that stuff around? Eh, I try not to think about it because once it starts creeping into your mind and you get scared, that's when mistakes start to happen. Okay, yeah, makes sense. So, is is it better to drive like a loose cannon and get cocky? (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, I'm confident in my driving skills. It's all the other people on the roadway that you need to worry about, people cutting you off and whatnot. Dude, I, I, I see, and this is something that is absolutely drives me nuts, when people are weaving in and around trucks, it's oh, like yeah. you don't know what you're what you're playing with. And you guys, I know, deal deal with it all the time. So, so um, are there stretches of road? There have to be that you drive where uh, you get a little tense. I assume uh, you know in this area there are a few. I know there's one right by um, 
uh, King of Russia, there's that sign of the tilting truck, uh, you know, to let you know that the uh, trucks jackknife there routinely. So w- what's it like around this area, Steve? It's, uh, again, it all comes back to your driving, you personally driving the vehicle. You have to know how your vehicle handles and what your driving skills are. So someone who's driven truck for a long time knows to take those curves slow because the momentum is going to flip you if you right. go too fast. Yeah. So it's it all depends on the personal driver, you know, and on the hazmat side, let, you know, I just think I heard you guys say that the guy got out of the truck. He has a duty to warn. If he was able to get out of that vehicle alive, he has to warn the public what hazard he is carrying. Right. Yeah. So if he is in that state of mind, he needs to start the emergency protocols right away by calling 911 if okay. it's in a residential area he needs to get to those houses that are near the truck and say hey my truck is on fire you guys need to get out of your home um, who has a duty as a driver to protect public life real quick i want to stress it just that that was a text that we got from somebody yeah. who said they were a philly police officer there's nothing official that's come out yet that as to what happened with the driver but i do want to know steve let's say you are hauling a hazmat and all of a sudden, you notice a fire uh, on the vehicle. What what do you do? Well, obviously, you're going to pull over at the safest point that you can. And all commercial vehicles have are required to carry fire extinguishers. So you're the first line of defense. So you're going to grab your fire extinguisher and try to control the fire while, meantime, calling 911 mm-hmm. and giving them explicit details of what you're hauling where you are, what is around you, so that the emergency response people have basically as much information as they need right, right. coming to the scene, and they know what they're getting themselves into. We, we would assume that, that, arrive. that you would not, obviously, if you could avoid being under an overpass, a bridge above you, you would do that. Uh, you would try everything you could to get out from there, So, which indicates that this is probably something, as Kathy said, that happened in a split second. Would you, would you uh, believe that? Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I believe part of your hazmat, um, you know, passing your test and all that, I believe federally it is against the law to park a hazmat vehicle under any type of bridge or that type of structure. Okay. So... Given the information, I would have to believe it sounds like he would flip his truck. Years ago, we talked about, uh, we talked to tractor trailer drivers. They had called in and Steve had mentioned, you know, he's confident about his driving. It's other people and people, you know, some of the truck drivers were saying, you know, what, what's dangerous for them and all that. And I remember some of the stuff and like still drive that way when I see, yeah. you know, like, like if you're going to pass them, pass them. Like I remember the one guy saying, don't like linger right. where we are. Do it. Pass yes. us. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I see the same thing. Hang it off the I'm, edge. I'm like, look, if, if, if you're, you know, sticking to the speed limit and you're concerned about that, get up past them for about 10 seconds. You can go over the speed limit and then you can settle back down and drive at the limit. But get past those trucks. And don't like cut in front of them yeah. last minute, like all that kind of stuff. President, one time Smokey was on my tail. Oh, and no. and uh, oh, my no. truck driving buddy allowed me to pull my Trans Am under his 18-wheeler. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, but I would not do that again. Yeah, be careful. Uh, and by the way, we got a text, another text that says uh, that the that they worked for the same company as the driver and he didn't make it. So okay. we don't know. Yeah. Bottom line is we don't know yet. So we'll have to wait and find out uh, what the official word is. But uh, it's going to affect a whole lot of people. Even if that is not your regular route, 
uh, there's a chance that the backups and the alternate routes might uh, cut into your commute time or your plans. Uh, so wherever you're going, uh, plan on getting there uh, mm. or, or plan Leave ahead. Early, Leave yeah. early. Yeah, exactly. it'd probably behoove you. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're still going to talk to Andrew Bush, who is with uh, SEPTA, a little bit later on to find out more some of the, the details about uh, driving around and so on. Uh, but we're going to break and come back in a second get to the Bizarre file story. So hang out with us. We'll be right back. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Protein Collision, your certified collision repair center. And if you get into an accident, Protein Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. Uh, A man from Tampa Bay, Florida, has survived an infection of flesh-eating bacteria that began killing the tissue in his leg. And it's really interesting how this happened. His name was Donnie Adams. Oh, boy. And he said, I would have never imagined that a human bite would turn into something so horrific as a flesh-eating bacteria. So Adams... was at a family event in February when things got sour between two family members. He tried to get in between them, but ended up getting bitten. And I don't know who did it, and they're very vague on, other than what I just described to you, they're very vague on the uh, events that took place. Must have been Uncle Chompy. He went to the hospital for a tetanus shot and antibiotics. He said, by the third day, my leg was very sore. I couldn't walk. It was very warm and very painful, and his infection was worsening. He was taken to the hospital in St. Petersburg. Uh, The doctor, Fritz Brink, said, I looked at him and I said to him that I need to take you to the operating room. Uh, Dr. Brink said that he found something worse than what he expected, necrotizing fasciitis. Holy Jesus. This bacterial condition, more commonly known as the flesh-eating bacteria, travels along the muscle sheath and destroys healthy tissue. It It can be caused by a number of bacteria. Uh, but most commonly, a group called A. Uh, uh, streptococcus bacteria 
and uh, usually after it enters through a break in the skin. He said there's a lot of really bad bacteria that live between our teeth and our gums in our mouth. I don't like it. Uh, Dr. Brink performed a second surgery to cut out the infected tissue from Adam's thigh. He said if I would have waited uh, until that next day after the ER's second visit, uh, there was a good chance that I would have lost my leg, said Adams. Uh, uh, I live in terror of that stuff. Your, your uncle had it, right? He did. It nearly killed him. It, it, uh, he was right on oh. death's edge. Uh, he also could have uh, gotten in, gone into septic shock. Uh, which can be fatal. Uh, Dr. Brink noted that uh, bacterial infections can evolve very quickly. He also urged those with wounds to watch for signs of worsening infection, which would be redness, increased pain, or warmth. I think I'd rather have the hiccups. And uh, seek medical attention immediately. Yeah, I vote hiccups, too. Oh, Charlie! Oh! (laughs) Charlie bit him. Yeah, he had had a flesh-eating disease. Charlie bit me. There you go. A 71-year-old man in Oregon is facing up to two decades in federal penitentiary for rigging his home with a plethora of Indiana Jones-inspired booby traps, including a round hot tub set to roll down a hill like the boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Listen, it sounds like a a course I'd kind of like to run. And it actually left one federal agent hospitalized. A federal jury last week found Gregory Lee Rodveld... Guilty on one count of assaulting a federal officer and hot one tubs. I hate hot tubs. And one count of using and discharging a firearm in relation to a crime of violence. Uh, Rodveld owned and occupied a home until August of 2018 when he lost a home in a lawsuit. Look at the picture of this goober up on the screen here. Oh, yeah, yeah. An attorney was appointed by the court to be the custodian for the property and charged with cleaning and selling the home. However, uh, the attorney requested the assistance of authorities after learning that Rodveld had returned to the home since losing it and had placed a sign in front of the house stating that it was protected by, quote, improvised devices. (laughs) At the request of the custodial attorney, bomb technicians responded to the property, uh, by the way, because he, in 2017, had had been charged with unlawful uh, possession of explosives. That's my neighbor. So they were a little concerned. And upon arrival of the property, the bomb technicians encountered a minivan obstructing the gate. Investigators said they found steel animal traps attached to the gate post and underneath the minivan's hood as well. Additionally, homemade spike strips were discovered, which the attorney had unintentionally driven over in the past. As a technician near the residence, uh, they observed a large round hot tub that had been placed on its side. Authorities said that the hot tub was rigged in such a manner that when the gate was open, it would activate a mechanical trigger that would cause the spa to roll forward to the person at the gate, much like a scene from the movie in Indiana Jones. Wow. Further inspection by the technicians revealed windows that had been secured from the inside and security doors located at both the front and rear of the residence. The doors had also displayed apparent bullet holes from shots fired from within. Inside the garage. There's a lot to this, by the way. He really spent a lot of time. If this, this guy could be a multimillionaire if he designed theme parks. Listen to this. Inside the garage, a rat trap had been modified to accommodate a shotgun shell. Huh. Although the trap was not loaded, it was connected to the main garage door designed to activate when the door was open. As the bomb technicians congregated near the front of the residence, they utilized an explosive charge to breach the door. The group carefully entered the premises, diligently searching for additional traps. And in the center of the front entryway... They encountered a wheelchair, which, when inadvertently moved by one of the agents, triggered a homemade shotgun device. The device discharged a 410 shotgun shell, striking one of the FBI bomb technicians below the knee. Jeez. Uh, The injured technician was promptly given first aid and transported to the local hospital. Investigators said Rodveld admitted 
setting up the booby traps, including the one involving the hot tub. Uh, during the interview, he stated that he set up fishing line and a tripwire across the property gate <sighs> that went to a round hot tub that was on its side, set to roll down the hill and hit whoever comes through the gate. So uh, is this guy retired? Uh, I think he's done. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rodbelt sentencing will be determined at a later date. Author- assaulting a federal officer with a deadly or dangerous weapon carries a potential penalty of up to 20 years in federal prison. Wow. All right, and then we will do one more story of a clever guy here. An Indiana, uh, an Indy man is charged after Indianapolis Metropolitan Police claim he shot at a mouse outside the home he lives in. Shot at a mouse. Yes, police were called June 6th. The hell did I do? Uh, they responded to reports of shots fired. A property owning, owner on the scene, Richard Arias, told police that resident 22-year-old Frankie Rosa was shooting outside the home. Officers say they witnessed Rosa squatting down in the front yard. I'm going to get you, man. And after giving commands, took him into custody. Rosa told officers... He was outside shooting his gun because he had a mouse caught in a trap. So the mouse is already caught. Right. All right. Rubbing salt in the wound now. He added that he brought the trap outside and fired one shot. When asked where he was standing by officers, Rosa pointed in the direction of the home. He also stated that the gun was under his pillow inside. <laughs> Detectives who question him say that he was mad that his house had mice and attempted to tell the landlord about the situation, but nothing was done. After finding the mouse stuck in the sticky trap, he fired one shot at the mouse where Arias, Arias and Arias's son and a neighbor were standing two to three feet beside him. That's my dad. So Arias told officers that after watching uh, two mice on stick traps, he told Rosa to wait and the mice would die. Rosa then responded stating, you don't have to wait. And he pulled out his gun and shot. Call this the mouse killer. A search warrant was granted. <laughs> I know, Mr. Mouse, you're wondering, how many shots did I fire? Uh, and all the hubbub, I forgot myself. So he found a, uh, they found a spent 9mm shell casing laying on the floor, a black 9mm, and a magazine. And Are you feeling lucky, also, Mouse? Also, a locked safe was lying under an entertainment center, and after finding a key to the safe, they located a receipt for the gun, a small scale, a pill bottle, with all kinds of stuff, Xanax pills and... Um, Alprazorium and all this other This guy's got to get with the guy in the first story, Preston. So Rosa was arrested for criminal recklessness, felony possession of a controlled substance, and... Should have rolled a hot tub on it. Enhancing circumstances. That'll kill that thing. That'll kill it. Uh, I got a whole rig. Hot tub. Hot tub. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's all I have in the Bizarre File. I have even better stories uh, for later on. It's just those had a whole lot of details in them to share with you, but... We should, we should take one day and spend the... Uh, See if, how many booby traps we could rig in the studio here. <laughs> just for the hell of it. And then invite Bill and to come down. <laughs> just to see. Oh, man. All right. Uh, listen, let's take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have a little more on the uh, the, the fire and the collapse of yes. 95. Uh, we're actually going to talk to Andrew Bush from SEPTA, get a little more details on that. We also have an announcement coming up later on this morning about an event coming to town that you will want to know about. So stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You can try, you can try, but the dead don't die. Jelly roll. Aaron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. With uh, this nightmare of an issue, uh, you may have to consider doing some other things as far as your commute goes, and maybe you should consider mass transit. Oh! 
So we'd actually like to welcome uh, from SEPTA, we have the Director of Media Relations, Andrew Bush, who's hey. joining us this morning. Hi, Andrew. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. You guys are, uh, I'm sure, started scrambling right away to try to figure out how you could help with all this stuff that's happened, right? Yeah, so we went went into action right away yesterday, uh, working with the city and the state uh, to to try to get people viable alternatives. Uh, you know, starting this morning, uh, yeah, so we have some extra service out there this morning, evaluating how that's working, and then we'll probably tweak it from there. But you know, we're, we're in this for the long haul. We know it's going to be a long process. Yeah, I would imagine you you put some stuff down on paper, get some ideas, but when you when you beta test it, when you throw it out there in the public, that's when you find out what works and what doesn't. That's exactly right. So we're, you know, we'll be evaluating right after the morning rush this morning. You know, we put some uh, extra service on regional rail on the on the Trenton line in particular, because that that mirrors a lot of that corridor of 95 there. Uh, so that's a viable route for people to take, um, adding some some train cars to scheduled trains. So we're trying to just make more room for more people. Okay. And with that, were there, were there uh, any train lines affected by that fire at all? Uh, there were not. The only uh, impact that we've had is uh, a few bus routes that operate on the on the ground in that area have had to route around it, but uh, minimal impact on our services uh, resulting from that. It's it's interesting because people who are not accustomed to mass taking mass transit of any sort in the morning commute. Um, it might, because of the very nature of where this is, where this occurred, might for the first time consider it. So. I assume there's going to be nice bagel spreads aboard various vehicles, <laughs> things of that nature. No, I mean, so, right. so someone who's a neophyte, what's the best way to proceed and, and, and get get on board, no pun intended, for uh, mass transit access? Sure. So so the first place uh, we'd like them to start is on our website, and that's SEPTA.org, or they can uh, go to Twitter at SEPTA. Um, also, we have extra hours on our customer service call center. Right. Um, that's 215-580-7800. So we're helping people there. Once they get to the stations, we have ambassadors out this morning at key spots where we think we are going to be seeing uh, some of those whether they're first-time users or maybe they haven't been on in five years, uh, help them get on, uh, you know, make sure they know that they can uh, get on a regional rail train without purchasing the fare first. They can pay with the credit card on board. You know, there's a lot that's changed over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to make it as smooth as possible uh, because, you know, we want them to, to keep using us through this crisis. But, you know, it, we're hoping that people will stick with us long term. Andrew, you're offering free parking at some stations? Yeah, so parking is free at uh, just about all stations. Um, and we've added, uh, with partnership with the PPA, they have lots at the uh, Fox Chase, uh, Torsdale, and Fern Rock stations. They've opened up their lots for free. So that those are great park and ride options in addition to the SEPTA lots, which are already free. Um, and another option the Market Frankfurt line, which gets you from the northeast all the way through Center City and into West Philadelphia. Uh, you can park for free at our garage uh, at the Frankfurt Transportation Center. Andrew, I got a li- uh, question from a listener, and he wanted to know if uh, SEPTA is going to plan on relaxing the bike policy on the L and regional rail, the bikes on peak trains. On peak trains would help alleviate some of the congestion. So do you know if the bike policy is going to change on any of the trains or any of the regional rail areas? 
So uh, no immediate word on that, but uh, those are certainly the kinds of things that we're going to take under advisement as we revise these plans. So if, you know, if we are seeing some newer riders come on um, that, that are using bikes, uh, we'll see what we can do to accommodate that. Uh, one thing that we do have to watch out for with that is that we're, we're probably going to be more crowded than usual. Yeah. So that we have enough space, but we're looking at everything. Andrew, I saw a cartoon once where a train had a bunch of rolled up track on the front of it. Are there any plans to do something like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, hey, we'll, we'll look at everything. Okay. Yeah. Take it no, under advisement. No, no bad ideas. It's, it, it, like it's got to be pandemonium when something like yeah. this happens, but it, it seems right. like you've got all the proverbial bases covered. It might- we're doing what we can. Yeah. yeah. It might be too early for this question. It's only 8.30, but um, are you seeing additional ridership already this morning? So we are, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll be taking counts and getting more on that later in the day. But um, I know at those at those park and ride lots, places uh, like the Cornwall's Heights Station um, and the others, uh, Fox Chase, those areas, uh, we are seeing people who are are some, some of them taking SEPTA for the first time. Some haven't been on in a while. Uh, they're interacting with our people. Uh, so we are, you know, we're, we're seeing more people come, and we certainly want to make sure that they have a good experience today. And there'll be additional service this afternoon as well, right? That's right. So on the Trenton line, it's it's three additional trains in the morning, three for the afternoon-evening rush, um, and again, added capacity on other trains. And we're going to, you know, look at everything through the day, see if we need to change anything for tomorrow. Um, might have a different, you know, with some people working from home on Mondays, might have a different travel pattern on Tuesday. So we'll have to see if we have to make any adjustments have, there. Have you been given a projected time frame for how long you'll have to run this way? Uh, we we haven't, but we assume it's going to be for months, okay. uh, you know, if not more. I mean, we're, we're in close coordination with the city and the state on that, but it's going to be for as long as we need to um, to get through this this difficult you know, challenge here. All right. A lot of people have to step up right now, and you guys are definitely one of them. So, uh, Andrew, check uh, your Twitter account or the website for any details that people might need, correct? That's right. That's Excellent. right. All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate the information, Andrew, and uh, thanks for checking in today. Thanks for having me on. Very you cool. Got it. All right. Andrew Bush. You heard him say it. Uh, stay tuned to us. But yeah, we will be your... <laughs> News source, your information source. I may have misheard that, but it it seemed that's what was being implied. That's right. Uh, Case, can you bring in that thing I left in there? Uh, I want to show you guys something. I got kind of a little uh, tchotchke uh, from the weekend. That No uh, chonies? Uh, no, ch- no Jonies, just tchotchkes. Uh mm-hmm. But I thought you guys might find this kind of interesting, so I had I, I left it out there. It. Marissa's going to grab it. Yeah. All right, is it an alpaca? <gasps> Ruin it. Yeah. Uh, Never mind. I need to see an alpaca next to a llama. See if I can. Oh, I have a good porn movie. Oh, they're for totally you. different. And, and are al- they? Yeah, and alpacas are usually brown, and they also have a big fuzzy face, like a big round oh, fuzzy okay. face. Uh, all right. And uh, and llamas are similar in their type, but their faces look a little bit different. You can see a fuzzier. They're, they they make a face. different sound when they're being cooked alive. All right, this here's, thing. here's what I brought for you. Oh, it's Just kidding and about it's the I had, I had a I had a suspicion, <laughs> but I love Batman cake. Is this from our friends at Acme? That is from our friends at Acme. Oh, it's and a, is it devil's food? I don't think it's devil's food. <laughs> we didn't want to get it your is, favorite, favorite. I was asked ahead of time to select a flavor. Then it might be. It oh, might really? be devil's food. It okay. is Batman. 
Do you have a place for it over there, or are you just going to uh, hold that for the rest of the show? <laughs> Marissa no, just I, gave it to him and walked away. What I'm going to do is gently rest my face in it. <laughs> you should. It's, <laughs> it's a large oh, yeah. uh, uh, sheet cake. Uh, I guess you'd call it uh, a sheet cake. Can I you be like a one-year-old? I do give a sheet. Can you be like a one-year-old on, on his birthday? Yeah, just, <laughs> let's just leave it there and see what he does. Oh, I don't know where yeah. they are. Right, um, we'll but the it's, the, it's the Batman. Uh, it's the Bat signal. It's the Bat. Uh, yes. It's the Bat trademarked uh, Brat Bat uh, symbol. Now, it how is, did you know yeah. he liked Batman and that would be the cake to get? I pay attention. Uh, come on. <laughs> yes, Actually, no. Uh, Casey uh, took you. care of the details, so. Mm. Is it devil's food cake? It is. Is it It devil's food? Yeah. Yummy. Yep. I invite all of you to have some. The Thank Acme. Thank you so much, our friends at Acme. Bakeries. Acme Bakeries. Thank that you guys. Beautiful job. Thank you, Marissa. Hey. There should be a brat man. Brat there is. man. Yeah. yeah. Is there? Uh, I don't know. I don't he's, know. An, uh, he's a petulant 12 year old. There's a Bart man. Yeah, there's that. a Bart man. And a fat man. Um, so, today being your birthday, but did you do anything over the weekend to no, commemorate No, my wife was celebrate? feeling a little under the weather. We got uh, oh. we got our, um, uh, you know, the mutiny in, and thanks to everyone who attended. It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. But, uh, uh, so, actually, it worked out that I was around and able to to, uh, to tend to her, and I did a couple of tracheotomies. Uh, uh, nice. She didn't ask for them, but I did. Huh. Uh, no, but it was all, it was kind of relaxed and mellow. What did you do? You had a special thing, didn't you? Well, I didn't... We, you mean for my anniversary? No, I mean for... Didn't you play... I did, yes. But uh, but real quick, yeah, our anniversary is is today as well. And we know the moment that I realized yeah. it was my anniversary when I didn't know it was my anniversary back in 2007. <laughs> one, of the, one of the classic moments. Uh, uh, and now you will never forget. But we're going to uh, we're gonna get together and do something uh, tonight to commemorate that, which is, uh, I think we're just going to get a bite tea. We don't really, we don't do the big anniversary thing anymore. And the next year will be our 25th. That's when you go down to the Sump and Shoot Rats. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll do something special for the 25th. My brother and sister-in-law celebrated their 25th anniversary last week, and, um, and my niece ended up having a, uh, she planned a nice surprise party for them on Friday night, which was just so great. And then uh, she had a, uh, the priest that married them showed up to the party and they renewed their vows. Oh my God, there was not a dry eye in the entire place. I, and I just, I was trying to keep it together myself, you know what I mean? Because they had like the whole bridal party just kind of sitting there and, and right. they were renewing the vows. And then, you know, I'm just looking at my sister-in-law and she's starting to well up. And then, uh, so, you know, for those of you who don't know, my sister-in-law, um, Oh, geez, how many years ago was this? 15 years ago, at least. Uh, she had had a brain tumor. Yeah. And uh, um, and they didn't know, you know, they didn't Prognosis, know how bad. It right. was really touch and go. And, and as it turned out, it, it was um, it was uh, non-cancerous or whatever, but they still had to remove it. But anyway, when they got to the sickness and then health yeah. part of the renewal of the vows, like, I could you know what I mean? Like, like when, you know. You just, you know, when something like that happens, you, you, you know, you, uh, you you band together, you get through it, and sure. then, um, and then you, you um, and then it's something in the past, and then when something like that, just a couple of words comes up, it, like, brings it all back. Well, because the first time in, in the ceremony, I think you all had that, when, when that's said in sickness and health, you usually say... How sick are we talking? Yeah, how sick here? <laughs> are we talking drool sick? Yeah. Or I don't feel so well? Because if poop's involved. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not good with that. Yeah, it's kind of tough. But I mean, if we're negotiating here, obviously, so let's work this out. But uh, yeah, maybe next year for the 25th, we'll do something kind of special. You guys are... Um... You guys are a cute couple. Oh, thank you. You really are. And Someone's I, looking for a thruple. 
you guys are a hot couple. Um, and I just, I just want to watch. I just want to be somewhere in there. Yeah, I want to watch the first time. And if you feel like enjoying inviting me in, you just want to yeah, watch yeah. that first. If you want to ruin yeah, that yeah. enjoyment, bring me in, Alex <laughs> Shell. Maybe that's our special thing the, for next year. The, the loneliest cuck. <laughs> um, Touchstone pictures. No, nah, but I, I love her beyond belief. I'm insanely lucky. So uh, it's it's a wonderful. Yes. Movie. Yes. The the lonely couple. Yeah, the lonely cuck. There's no one to watch have sex. <laughs> Uh, no, it's an inspiring story, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, so, well, g- good for you, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I think you got married. At, so, we're, we just, we've had 25 years. So, yeah, you were married a year after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah after you guys got married. Right. So, shortly after we started working together, to be honest. That's right. Yeah. We said yeah. we can only work together for both legally married. <laughs> well, I only knew you as a married man, Steve. Yes. So, I guess you got married before. Mm-hmm. Yep. What year did you get married? A 97. Okay. Yeah, I believe. Right. I'm, I'm, Nick, can you do the math? Or is it 96? <laughs> that means you're uh, 39 years older than your wife. Right. I did the math correctly. 51 years older than myself. But um, but I do want to go back to, to what you mentioned. Yes, I, and I do have a couple of thank yous to do. I, I had a very me? rare opportunity. I want to thank Steve Morrison uh, for not being a part of this at all. At all. But but uh, I, had, I had the rare opportunity to once again play uh, the top golf course in the country and one of the greatest golf courses in the world, Pine Valley. is a very exclusive uh, golf club. And I would like to thank uh, Michael Walsh for inviting me to to be a part of that and the guys I played with, uh, Mark McKeever and Nelson Lee, super, super nice guys. And uh, uh, Damian uh, Esterhusen, who was the, um, the caddy, uh, and I've told you guys about him last time when I played because he does like 100 mile runs. Wow! Like he's like a super runner. It's a huge course. Yeah, it's it's yeah. no, I'm not for golf. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, like he gets out and runs these. He runs marathons, oh. but he also runs these hundred <laughs> mile. Yeah. Races, do, do it, which insane. is just insane. This is eleven thousand yards. <laughs> Super duper endurance uh, runner, and uh, and Tyler, who was uh, carried the other bags, uh, was, was awesome as well. By the way, I did not know, but but at Pine Valley Golf Club, we have a ton of fans that listen to uh-huh. us and Steve. So show. we can all play there. I was I was meeting people left and right uh, who were just you know thanking us for what we do oh, we and. Do- Taking pictures Those and stuff like that. I know, right? <laughs> they should let Casey go, what, what, Casey and me go over there and totally screw up the golf course. We're yeah. always stunned when successful or smart or any, anybody who's achieved anything in life um, listens to the show. Preston, we're looking at pictures of the course. Oh, it's, it, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. The most beautiful wow. world. By the yeah. way, Casey, uh, you and Nick. Not only would you not be allowed to play there, you oh. wouldn't be allowed to look okay. no? at the golf You're not even allowed to say I'm it. I'm afraid not. Because no. of the way I dress or the way I play? I gonna... A little bit of both. But... <laughs> Wait, but I was going to ask, can can you dress like the way that Casey does? Because there are professional golfers mm. that wear loud clothing. Yes, but... You just have to I be don't, tucked in. I don't think you could do, like, mockingly loud clothing. Mock? Which okay. is Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, which is what Casey does. He, yeah. he, wears, he wears the fun stuff, you know. I have is... regular stuff, too. No, that you would be yeah. allowed. I'm yeah. talking about that. That last outing that you came in and you what, dressed banana pants? Yeah, not, they, they would not <laughs> hey, allow banana be happy pants. Quick that. question: yes. Would they? Do they ever open up um, courses like this just to allow people to walk around? So there is a there's an event they do there uh, called the Crump Cup. Well, oh yeah, Crump was the guy who created the the golf course. It was his yeah. it was his dream, and he, and he created it. And they had this Crump Cup. It is an amateur uh, uh, event. 
And I believe that on one of the days that they do open it up for certain people, the public come out and actually just walk the ground. Just walk around. Kevin Gunn has gone out there and done that a few times. Uh He's a massive golf fan. Can you duck hunt there? I don't think you can duck hunt there. But um, Bring a gun and find out. But listen, (laughs) listen. (laughs) I want to tell you, uh, there was a uh, a moment where, and I did not play well, so that was unfortunate. The time before, I played well, so I was happy with that. But I hit a ball, uh, not completely out of bounds, but it was off of the um, uh, the fairway and into kind of a woodsy area, and I had to go find it and get ready to play it out. And as I was going to find it, there was this little service road, and this guy comes pulling up in a truck who works on the grounds, and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he stops. He's like, I'm a huge fan. And he popped <laughs> oh, out. That's awesome. And it was so funny, Steve. He was a super nice guy, and I want to say his name was Chris. I can't remember because I met a lot of people that were fans of the show. We'll call him Chris. But as he was leaving, Nick, he goes... Clappy to meet you. Oh, yes. Oh, that's that's a real, that's a, that's a listener. I was cracking up, but I met <laughs> some other guys. you, Glappy. Uh, Tom and Al and Tyler, uh, the other, um, uh, the other caddy, uh, he goes, I'm going to do something I never do here. He's like, uh, can, can I take a picture with you? He's like, and he tells me, listen, they have huge celebrities that come through there. That's, said, that, that's why it's so weird. But he said, I'm only the third person he's ever asked really? to get his picture taken with. I don't know who the other two are. Okay, I was going to oh, ask. And, found out. But, um, but uh, he'd been working there for like a decade. Wow. And, and so I'm like, there were some really, really big fans. The other two were Barsky and Larry Menti. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Larry Menti. Um, do you actually have to play to a certain level in order to play there? Yes. Okay. Oh. Now, I don't know. Now, listen. I, I don't know to what level. You should be able to, from what I understand, is if if you have not played the game before, you shouldn't be playing there. I mean, it's, well, it's right. one okay. of the most difficult courses in the world. It's okay. really, really, really hard. And or if you do, then you would be encouraged to pick up the ball and move along. To be honest, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I did read somewhere or saw in Golf Digest that yeah, you need to have a certain level in order to be playing. So you're invited by, oh, by a yeah. club member to play. Oh, you can't play without a right, club member. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I mean, but do you, your handicap has to be at a certain level? Or? I don't know. Case. All right. Where'd you shoot, know. by the way? Oh man, it was embarrassing. Just say it. Oh. It was embarrassing. I shot a ninety three. Oh, okay. Ninety three point three. There it is. Hey, you were actually doing a tribute to the show. The uh the other member that I played with last year, Bill, who is a pro, literally a right. golf pro, uh, had put even with my handicap, which is a five point four, had put me at over and under at ninety. So that's how hard this golf course is. I usually shoot around like uh low eighties, yeah. uh, high seventies. And he's like, Yeah, you'll be essentially you're lucky if you shoot ninety. So I, it wasn't outrageous, but I did not play well at all. I, I wasn't happy with my performance. Well, on the road but to this, matter. you 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 thought you were going to rip your shoulder off. Yeah, you fell face my forward into mulch. Yeah, uh, you had injuries, but you're able to do it. You followed through, and a bit of an honor. I was allowed what? Uh, that in the what they call the halfway houses, which is when you're halfway through. There's a little stand that you can go to and get some food, you right. know, a drink, whatever. Um, a lot of golf courses have them. They call the halfway house. Uh, they have a display of autographed golf balls. Ah. Uh-huh. And I was asked to autograph a ball. No. Oh, that's that's really? what? So yeah. who else was up there? I don't know. Okay. Barsky, there were, Larry there were, Menti. Uh, there were hundreds of them. <laughs> but I, I kind of. That's really cool. I kind of got yelled at. What? What happened? What did you do? Did you take a whiz on the course? Oh, no. no. What'd you do? No. So they're in this these glass cases, and oh, the man. member that, that had me there said, yeah, you yeah, should put it right there. I go, okay, so I should just go ahead and put it right in there. And he goes, yeah. And so I, I flip open the case, <sighs> and the guy behind the bar was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what did Man. I do? I was just told to open that. And, and what happened? 
And I was like, was, someone thinks they're Larry Menti. Yeah. Uh, it was a tense moment. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So, but I was like, I understand because those ball displays, if yeah. you knock one down, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, the, the, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, the comedy bit when there's in a grocery store and there's all the cans lined up and one person takes one off and they all fall down. Well, yeah. that can happen. It's like that. It'd be so, like a bunch of ping pong balls falling down, I guess, right? Trying to chase them all over the so floor. I could understand right. why the guy wasn't too happy about it, but That's I was pretty like, cool. it kind of. Kind of harshed my buzz. Oh a little man! Bit, but, no, right. but it's Were all you, good. Did you play better or worse after that? Because it was. Uh, no, I played equally yeah, crappy okay. on the front. Did end you end up in the devil's butthole? No, I did not. All what right. is that? No, I did not. It's a it's a bunker. It's a, it's a sand trap essentially uh, that is so deep and small uh, that you pretty much have no hope of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Mark, one of the guys I was playing with for fun, he threw a ball down in there and tried to hit it out. Uh-huh. And he took like three swings out and just couldn't get, get it out at all. And he's a really good golfer, really better than me. No question. But, um, it was awesome. We had, we had a great time. It was a stunningly beautiful day on Saturday. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a privilege and a treat to be able to play somewhere like that. So I thank my lucky stars that I've even, even allowed to get on there. So. Uh, that's very cool, man. But if I get back there again, I'll play better. Yeah. I'll definitely yeah, play yeah. better. I'll see if I can get out there too. Oh, oh there. Okay. We're looking at it. Out there. The, yeah. The, 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 all right. The devil's. Well, it's the A-hole. Yeah. Yeah, it's on number Uh, 10. I didn't realize that was the actual name. Yeah, yeah, wow. That does look rather deep. You know what, uh, Press? Saturday was such a beautiful day that I took the top uh, completely off and the doors off of my Jeep. And so at one point you would uh, FaceTime me and I was cruising on 95, which is a little bit dicey when you don't have any doors on your car. You know, you did you have fun, though? Yeah. Did, did you have fun? It was great. I took the top and doors off my car and realized I don't have that. <laughs> you don't have a convertible. convertible. And I'm like, what did I do this for? Yeah, we have a Jeep, and it's uh, <laughs> the, the top is down and the doors are off all summer long. Uh, on fantastic. the main thoroughfare, it's not a problem. You're comfortable yeah, with that, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's uh, after you, the, like the first couple times you do it, you're like, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's great. The it's problem a- was I put the doors back on yesterday, and there is one little latch that I'm like, I don't know how to get this thing back on. I, I, I mean, I have it. Essentially, it's it's on the hinges. And so is the door open as you're driving? No, but, like, the problem is it's, it's this latch that keeps the door from shutting automatically. Yeah. And so when I open the door, if, I, if I'm if i not holding it, it'll it'll just, it'll shut. But, like, I'm, I'm putting it on. I'm like, I, I don't know how you're supposed to be able to get in. I don't know how I was able to take this off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how this little latch can go on. And Hit it with I, a hammer. No, no, no. You just can't even access it unless you pull this thing out. And I didn't want to pull it out. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait until somebody who actually knows what they're doing can maybe show me what to do here. But This like, is on what? This is on the door. So the door has, you know, you know yeah. it's got the hinges. Mm-hmm. But then on the inside of the door, there's this little latch that comes out. And you screw that latch into uh, essentially the, the front of the door frame. I don't know how to. I don't you know how to screw it, it in. Yeah, I. Uh, okay. Yeah, who's another Jeep owner in the? Uh, in, well, I am Marissa. Uh, Marissa Connor. Uh, you got a whole group to pick Chuck. From. Yeah. yeah. I, well, that, that that's the thing. I was like, all right, Chuck will be able to show me how to do this. <laughs> was Chuck able to do it? No, he's here right now. Okay. I haven't asked him. All right. No. By the way, I want to go back to the guy yelling at me. For oh a yeah, minute yeah. Because I, I think I've realized something. Okay. I think part of it is my face. You gotta you, 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 you piss people off. I've had a couple of times where I was at that one restaurant and the guy for no reason singled me out and yeah. then uh and then there was another time I remember and I think some I, I could tell this guy just didn't like me from the second I'm and I'm trying to be nice. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh really? Maybe I'm being a little too goofy. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? No, I wouldn't know. 
It's not your face. It yeah. is not you. It has nothing to do with you. You you just got a little hurt by that. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. No, it could have been anybody else doing what you did, yeah. and you would would have gotten yelled at. You do not have a hate the face. Okay, you, I don't have that a hate guy, the face. Mm-mm. You don't have a hate the face, and also that guy probably already forgot about what happened and it's still sitting with you. Like, do you know what I mean? If you, yes. If somebody went back and was like, hey, did you yell at somebody this weekend? He'd be I like, don't know what no, you're talking what are you about? talking yeah. about? Yeah. You're no, right. I, in fact, I haven't spoken to anyone. Yeah, seriously. I, I thought I saw a ghost at the end of the bar, but that, that couldn't have been a human being because he had such a sour face. All right, well, thank you guys. I rely on you guys to get me through. You are my therapist, by the way. <laughs> and your sunshine. You're only sunshine. Yeah. You make me happy when skies are gray. My mom sent me that. Did she? Yeah. She sang you that? <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. So she sings to you? <laughs> and she puts raisins in your meatballs? It's the best mother ever. I mean, when I was a kid also. but Does yeah. she make pancakes with a little smiley face on yeah. and stuff? They're leaving tomorrow and I'm going to miss Where them. Where are they going? Hello. Colorado. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're uh, spelunking, right? Oh, my God. No. Uh, well, you know what? I don't know. I yeah, didn't ask them if they were spelunking or not. But, um... They are doing the smart thing. They used to drive across the country, and they're both in their no. 70s now, and they're flying, and they're shipping the car out. So they actually shipped the car on Friday. They packed everything that they needed. I'm so proud of them. They're, like, way out in front of everything. My dad asked me what I wanted to do with a cable this summer because last year he canceled it to save $400. Nice. And uh, so, like, everything that they've done is proactive. But they're sh- the car left on Friday. I think it arrives today, and they're flying tomorrow. Are your parents not going to drive because are they starting to... Uh, be comfortable in their ability to drive long distances? A little of that. It's Can just, you it's... have them talk to my dad, please? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you uh, something. And, like my, and your, your dad and my dad can talk about feet while they're at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. I've heard, I've heard stories recently from a couple people about the, uh, shipping your car. Having someone drive your car to, to a destination, and that it's really the way to go. Yeah, last last year uh, being shipped from Colorado here uh, went seamlessly. This year, the shipping out, apparently, Steve, has been one nightmare after another. Uh, how much and, does it cost to uh, ship a car? Well, the funny thing, Casey, is it, uh, I, I don't know exactly how much, but when it comes down to it, um, getting a flight out there and... Um, uh, and then shipping the car is about the same as it would be to drive out, stay in hotels, get meals, pay for gas. You know, it, it's not... Cheap to drive across, you know, two thirds away, uh, two thirds of the way across the country. So it's about the same. You know, a lot of people do. Case they'll, they'll disassemble the car and ship it in separate boxes, That's smart, and then rebuild yeah. it when they get there. I would. Um... I, I like for anybody want, that wants to like maybe that's what I'll do after I retire. I will be the guy who drives there, your car out for you. Well, those exist. There are yeah. like ride shares that you can hire somebody and uh, or just be Ooh. their buddy to do it. Um, also, my son's now sixteen, and so we're thinking maybe next summer if they do want to drive out, uh, that Ben could do it with them and say. But Preston, uh, the, the answer to your question is they're they're getting too old. You uh-huh. know, like for them it's to a tough do, trip. It's a long drive. Yeah, it, it it's a three or four, sometimes five days. So I'm, I'm proud of them for getting on a plane. Before you know, yes. if they make a wrong turn. And they're doing uh, street racing. Yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, you know there there are driving services for people who are afraid to drive across bridges too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that one on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, yes. right? That's uh, from uh, the one. end of the peninsula over to the, like Virginia Beach area. Yes, man. And, and what, and they sit on the one side of the bridge and then take someone will take yep. it over for them. Yeah, yep. They'll pick you up. Uh, uh, people over. are just cr- terrified oh, of that. My mom is one of them. She uh, she hates bridges and will do everything she can not to go over one. I huh. drove over. Over Walt Whitman twice on Saturday with my Jeep with no top and no doors on. I was so looking forward to it. It was like, you know what I mean? Like You wouldn't it, even have to roll your window down if you need to jump ex- out. And I, Kathy, I are thought you of that. 
that. As we were going over, I was like, dude, if Kathy and I were in here, we wouldn't have to roll any windows down. Yeah. No, I just, I'm not afraid of heights at all. I was like really, really looking forward. The only thing that bummed me out was that I was driving, so I couldn't like look as much as I wanted to. Right. I still, when you go over that Walt Whitman Bridge, there's that pool on the uh, Jersey side. I want to go off of that high dive there. What? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? No. I, so, I don't. Yeah, on the on the downside into the, New Jersey, okay. in Gloucester, I guess, you look over to your right and there's a swim club. And they have a separate diving well with a one high dive and one low wow. dive. And then they have like a regular pool. I, I, ever since I was a kid. You've wanted well, to go? here's the conundrum. Yeah. You're going to have to sell your Jeep to get the money to enroll in that club. Yeah, you're probably To get the membership. Yeah. Right. I'll just go pull off. It's like the gift of the Magi. Yeah, yeah. Young man had a dream <laughs> to jump off the high dive. <laughs> and own a monkey. <laughs> that one place and own a monkey. <laughs> I used to drive over a bridge with my monkey, and we both pulling over at that pool. I'd say one day I'm going to teach my monkey how to do the high dive. Oh. I haven't been off a high dive in forever. Kath, do you have a high dive at your swim club? Uh, no, we do not. Yeah. I would imagine that they're few and far between these days. No. Yeah. You both the high dive. <laughs> uh, Aren't they uh, an insurance risk? That's what I would think. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's so, like the suit of dynamite they used to give to you. Yeah. So my younger brother belongs to Hidden Hollow Swim Club, which is uh, Linville Orchards owns it. Oh. And they have a 10-meter platform. And they have a 10-meter, 7-meter, I think they have a th- uh, maybe a 5-meter, 3-meter. But anyway... <laughs> You're only allowed to jump off of the dives now. You can only jump halfway. No, like so. Even the, the like the low dive and high dive, like you're not allowed. To, you might be allowed to dive, but I don't think. I think you're only allowed to jump now. I think if you what, do, you have a do you have a diving board at your on your pool? Yes. Okay. So was that extra in, an insurance consideration? Mm, I don't think so. No, but okay. your pool has to be a certain amount of feet deep yes. in order to have the diving board. Yeah, more it's than, be over more than a feet. foot. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be eight feet or more, uh, from what I understand. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and that first the first day we opened the pool, uh, Parker tried to do a flip off of the the board and landed on the board. Oh no! On his shoulder and just I mean, like he had a road rash all over his shoulder. Never try to flip again for oh the my rest gosh, of his life. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The very traumatized first one. him. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he was little too. Poor guy. Yeah. He was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And those diving boards are different than. Oh yeah. They're they're as well. Club. There's very little spring to them. Yeah. At all. You yeah. can pay people to dive for you if you want. <laughs> the only time I ever hit the diving board was when I was doing ham and eggs, where that's where you jump uh, down and then you hit your your butt, your butt. on the board butt, yeah. and then you dive. And I did that, and then my feet came up and hit the my heels hit the bottom of the board. Oh, my God. It hurts so bad. I will tell you what. Uh, I know that it's probably a lot of pain, but to the casual observer, it's one of the funniest things you've ever seen. <laughs> it just is. And it's it's so... I know how painful it is, but that stuff, diving board stuff, where yeah. they... <laughs> oh man! If somebody goes up, they jump up and and they come down on one foot rather than two, and one slips off the side. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. Or when they miss, you know, when they go up for the the first bounce and they misjudge. It's yep. just it's it's great. Um, they call it ham and eggs. Yeah, well, that's what we called it. Was okay. uh, ham and eggs? Yeah, I never heard of that. You never we heard called, of call we ham? called it Mm-mm. spank the baby. Spa- oh, I like yeah. spank the baby too. Yeah. I always like doing. We that. called it fillet the alpaca. Uh, what is that? That's it's that totally. <laughs> Wow. Well, we're looking at some some uh, diving mishaps. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, see that what that guy did? Uh, he was doing a back two and a half, and he came out a little too early. <laughs> I did a front two and a half off the high dive. I did the first time I did it, perfect, right? Second time, I came out too early, and I was splayed out just like that guy was. 
I never tried it again. Yeah, you, know you know what? I, what? The, the, don't, didn't you always find the back dive? Landing on your back was way oh, worse than yeah. landing on the front. Weren't we going to have a diving competition at one point no, between Kathy, you two? No. We were never going to do that because I would never get in a bathing suit in front of you guys. So you can <laughs> stop talking about that. I've seen you in a bathing suit. Yes, I have. When we went down to uh, the oh, resort. No, oh, that's when I was skinny. Down when we were just recently in uh, Universal Studios. Yes. We got in the hot tub together. Also, you're not there for like to video for right. everybody yeah, to yeah, judge yeah, right. and comment. Right. No, thanks. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. We're watching, <laughs> we're watching diving videos. Oh, my God. If you would like to have fun, go watch diving mishap videos They're today. Great. Oh, yeah. my They're God. They're great. They're always great. Yeah. I've oh. never had any desire to do anything like that, backflip or forward flip. I, I, I dive. I can re- do a regular dive off a diving board. But yes. I the, like the, doing, the flips are not my thing. I like doing a backflip. Uh, and it was uh, it was only like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, there was a kid that was over with friends of ours, and I watched him do a backflip, and I'm like, I can do that. Right. And because I saw how uh-huh. uh, easy it actually is, uh-huh. yeah. And so yeah. now I do them all the time. I'm not. Oh, no, there's uh-oh. no. There's no punch. Country like, shot of you waking up with a defibrillator. Fight! Fight! Well, back flips are easier than front flips. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just jump and essentially you bring your knees to your chest and that momentum yeah. causes you to flip around. So um, yeah. I just have never. But Casey one time was at the house and came over and uh, you did a uh, you did a gainer. That was my that was my signature. Unfortunately, it was a Gloria game, and <laughs> I was uh, I was intrigued by that. It's essentially when you're running forward and then you do a backflip. Yep. Um, and I tried. You to, tried to do it? No, I tried to start to do it, and like as I'm going forward, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah. not happening. Well, it's, it's counterintuitive. It. And, yes. and for a little, we talked a little while back about the yips. I had a I had the yips for a little bit. Uh, I, I used to dive in the winter. And I, for some reason, couldn't do, it was called a reverse. I couldn't do a reverse. It just, for some reason, it just wasn't registering. You couldn't do a reverse? Well, in the ice. winter. A gainer. A gainer. In the winter because of the ice. No. Gainer's like the, the slang for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Why do they call it a gainer? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Huh. We're going to figure this out. Why do they call it spam? Yeah. <laughs> Great mysteries. Short for spiced ham. There you go. Oh, one mystery that? down. Yep. You learn stuff. So there maybe gainer is a G aner. <laughs> <laughs> right? Gainer, that's what that's G aner. G aner. G aner. That may be. I didn't even think about that. All right. Well, anyway. Um,. <laughs> I think we should take a break and have some cake. Yes. yes. It's Steve's birthday today, oh, and we have a Batman-themed cake here from Acme Bakeries to celebrate that. It's, it's a devil's food. It's his favorite. It's wonderful. Yeah. You're so nice. You, so it's all, you're all wonderful. A beautiful thing. You're um, my G-Aners. I do want to take a break and remind you that we have the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive this Coming Friday. And if you go to WMMR.com, not only can you get the information, you can actually sign up for it. We would like to get over 1,000 units this year. Let's try to double our munchkin catching distance yes. this time around. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Let's try to do it. And didn't you miss it, Casey? You're I like, do. I turned around for one second. You want to double it? We is have that, enough is, room. Is, is that too audacious? Or we do got we, a lot of room. Do we go a distance and a half? I don't know. We'll figure Let's it out. Let's go. All right. We'll, All right. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This is perfect. I was about ready to mention the I Bleed for Preston and Steve blood drive this Friday, and I look up onto our screens, and uh, we got a caller that wants to comment on that real quick. All right. uh, Let me go to Heather here. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Heather, uh, you wanted to mention something that concerns our blood drive, right? Yes. I am so thankful for you guys. I fell down with jaundice on Wednesday and I had to go to the hospital and I had this terrible blood issue. I have warm antibodies and I had to get a blood transfusion. It took a couple days but I know it's from you guys. It was from Red Cross. Oh. I got this blood transfusion and I'm feeling so much better and I finally got out of the hospital. Yay! Yay! Oh, and, and there you go. And that's yeah. that yet another one of those things you may not consider. Most people think, you know, a disaster or... Right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, surgeries and things like that. But there are medical conditions. Uh, there are chemo patients, cancer patients that need regular transfusions. True. And they need blood regularly or you have a, 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 a liver issue, a liver issue like Heather does. Uh, well, you know, that's it's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that one unit is all that I needed. And, you know, to bring my my red blood cells up. And now I'm happy as ever and so much energy and i'm just so thankful awesome thank you for calling heather and it sounds like you're taking a good turn yes thank you so much all right we love you thank you heather there you go so there's an example of why you need to come and join us this Friday, and you can sign up now. The I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive, of course, the American Red Cross, uh, this Friday. Two locations will be, we, the Presidency Show, will be broadcasting at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Jackie Bam Bam in the morning will be at Live Casino, and we will be checking in with him while that's going on. Uh, when we are done with our show, Pierre Robert takes over at live. We're going to swing by there and say hi to him and donate yes. blood as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on that afternoon when Brent Porsche picks up, he's going to be at the Expo Center at Oak. So you're going to get a little flavor of live MMR at each one of those places. So when we did it on Saturday, there was a bit more of a time constraint. We can go longer. Uh, and so, yeah, I think we're going to add a live, we can add live broadcast yeah. to it as well. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., two locations, and we're hoping to get uh, over 1,000 units and, and be, get back to that. That was the regular pre-COVID, and then COVID hit, and obviously that, that put a big, uh, um, uh, you know, a push down on, the, on everything. So we want to return to that 
get you motivated, be a part of this. You can go to WMMR.com. Uh, no walk-ups, so you need to do it ahead of time. And also, check out the eligibility guidelines online because there may have been some travel issues or some medications or or uh, an, an illness that you have that might keep you from donating blood, and we would like you to be there. And all the donations, you get an eye bleed for Preston and Steve, tote bag and T-shirt. <laughs> And it is a uh, Ted Lasso theme, uh, which says "bleed" instead of "believe" on the the, the believe sign. If you, if you I know love from, it from Ted Lasso, and I, I love the look of this year's shirt uh, and the totes my goats bag that we have uh, for you to grab. So, wmmr.com, you can get all that information there. I did, however, busy my weekend was. What? Take the time out to notice some things. Friend of the Baxter, he's made his return. <laughs> He's noticed so much, and he's going to relay it to you right now. Friend of the Bagster. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, a couple of things did pop up in my field of vision. One of them being the fact that Ted Kaczynski died. Yeah. Possibly of suicide. They have not uh, officially made a full statement on that yet, but the Unabomber. Uh, and this was in his prison cell, and he died on uh, Saturday. He was 81 years old. I was, uh, a while ago, you know, I uh, was uh, doing uh, the research on him and documentaries about him and the whole, his, his reign of terror, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he was a uh, a mathematical genius. I yes. mean, he was, uh, he was, you know, genius level, he, and he snapped. He went to Harvard, I believe, when he was 16. Wow. I mean, like, he was that much. Yeah, he attended Harvard at 16, earned a Ph.D. in math at the University of Michigan. Uh, and, in fact, wait, I think I... Yeah, I have his entire history right here. Hang on a second. Put that to the beginning, Uh, Casey. In the 1960s, there was a young man graduated from the University of Michigan. Wow. Did some brilliant work in mathematics, specifically bounded harmonic functions. Then he went on to Berkeley, was assistant professor, showed amazing potential. Then he moved to Montana, and he blew the competition away. Yeah, so who was he? Ted Kaczynski. I've heard him. Hey, Timmy. Yo. Who's Ted Kaczynski? Unibot. I love that scene. But, yeah, he was legit genius, genius level, but obviously uh, mentally ill. Well, um, I'll just say this. I'm stupid and very nice. Uh, Stupid and very nice. Take that with you. That's better. I'll take that Uh, better than... Stupid and nice is better. Uh, Genius and a bomb planter. And then he became this anti-technology, anti, uh, you know... uh, Almost anti-humanity. Like well, that for sure, yeah. yeah. And as you pointed out, the Unabomber comes from his sending bombs to universities. Yes, and, and he had threatened to send them to airlines as well. So right. they, they used the A, Una, uh, bomber to, to tie that whole thing together. But he successfully, you know, planted a lot of bombs, like a whole bunch of them. And he immediately mm-hmm. went off the grid and adopted, uh, you know, a very uh, primitive lifestyle. So yeah. he, he he killed all paper trails, killed all uh, everything that he could to, um, and you can do it, go off the grid. Uh, it ultimately was a family member who... Um, yeah, his brother. Actually, him, yeah. actually, his brother's wife was the first to suggest that he might be the Unabomber. And, yeah. and it's because of... Uh, the manifesto or letters that he was writing. And the shirt that he wore that said, kiss me, I'm the Unabomber. That seemed oh, that's dumb. Uh, similar to the way that he had spoken to them. And he, uh, wait, what was I going to point out? Yeah, as far as living off the grid, Steve, I think that um, he didn't do that just to keep from being caught. Like, he wanted he to wanted live that. that way. He absolutely shunned technology. Yeah, and, uh, and he lived in a shack. Yeah. 
uh, and they have it somewhere in some museum. You drive 15 miles to the side of the road. <laughs> it was the beautiful. Oh, the Love Shack. <laughs> no, uh, but no, but it was it was a shack of some type. And if you look at the the photos of the way he lived inside oh, there, it was just like sparse, horrible. Uh, but that's the way he preferred to do it. So uh, he was found unresponsive in his cell around twelve thirty a.m. Transported to a local hospital and was pronounced dead. He was uh, previously in a maximum security facility in Colorado. I think it was at the Supermax yeah. in Colorado, but he was moved to a federal medical facility uh, in Butner, North Carolina in December 2021 due to poor health. I mean, obviously, he's 81 years old now. Uh, he went nearly 20 years without being captured until his arrest in 1996. He was considered America's most prolific bomber. Between 1978 and 1995, he placed or mailed 16 bombs uh, that killed three people and injured two dozen others. Uh, in 1994, before he was identified as a Unabomber, he had uh, demanded newspapers publish a long manuscript that he had written saying that the killings would continue otherwise. Uh, both the New York Times and the Washington Post published the 35,000-word manifesto later that year at the recommendation of uh, the U.S. Attorney General and the director of the FBI. They were hoping that it was going to... So they acquiesced. He also the bombs. demanded that they bring back the Lockhorns press into the comic strips. Oh, and I don't they even did remember not the Lockhorns. Yeah, he no. was a fan. He was a feuding couple. Yeah. Um, if it hadn't been for the suspicions of his brother and sister-in-law, yeah. he might never have been caught. Kaczynski's sister-in-law, Linda Patrick, was one of the first to identify Kaczynski as the Unabomber after reading his writing. Oh, really? And, yeah, she had oh, said... She, they could tell. Yeah, in an interview, uh, she had said, uh, she recalled the first time she suspected him. Uh, she said, I thought about the families that were bombed. There was one in which the package arrived to the man's home, and his, um, his little two-year-old daughter was there. She was almost in the room when he opened the package. Lucky, luckily, she left, and his wife left, and then he died, she said, and there were others. And so I spent those days thinking about those people. And she said she recognized familiar-sounding ideas in the manuscript mm-hmm. from letters that her husband, David, had received from his brother. And the family eventually decided to contact the FBI, and then in 1995, a SWAT team apprehended Kaczynski in his cabin in Montana. They identified a phrase that he used often, which was, good morning to see you. Oh, no. <laughs> and they said that was the tip-off. That was it, it sounds familiar. Good morning to see you. <laughs> Chilling. I mean, who says that? <laughs> Nobody but that's, a Unabomber. That's a tell. Uh, so he was a big, in, you know, he was a big into the environment. That's why he, he thought technology was destroying the environment. Uh, but uh, in prison, so did he, Preston, you were recounting, did he stay in one prison or was he moved? I don't know. I think he had moved at least a couple times. That's what I thought, and yeah. Then, and then settled him into that super. Because if you can get a better rate at another prison. Why not? And bring down that mortgage. Absolutely. Uh, but when they when they uh, arrested him, a live bomb and a wealth of bomb components were found at the cabin uh, in the uh, the FBI said as well as forty thousand handwritten journal pages. Man, that included bomb making experiments and descriptions of Unabomber crimes. I wonder if you ever ran across Nell. Uh, you know, they would be in the same neck of the woods, <laughs> right? Why not? Uh, she said, "Well, I think." Oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found you. 
Uh, his brother David said, uh, talking about his wife, when she said, well, I think maybe your brother's a Unabomber, I thought, well, this isn't anything to worry about. Ted's never been violent. I've never seen yeah. him been, be violent before. Could you imagine? I mean, it's happened countless times where someone has no idea. Yeah. I, I think uh, the... Oh, the BTK the, killer. The, right, right, exactly. You know, that's... These people who are conducting, who are conducting lives... Um, you know, the um, the Iceman, Preston, the mob, oh, the brutal, yes, yeah, mob hitman, living who, a uh, a family lifestyle. Oh, a doting dad and the yep. whole thing. And then was a hitman on the side. A, oh, a yeah. brutal, brutal hitman. Wait, what was the name? His name is Kuklinski. Uh, and he was, uh, they called him the Iceman. He was this huge guy. Michael Shannon this. played him in a movie with Chris Evans, and it's okay. it's really good. Probably real early 1980s uh, okay. was his era, but yeah. I wasn't born yet. Boy, yeah, it's a pretty no. messed up story, so what? No. <laughs> Your dad had just seduced Janice Joplin. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's he's one of the, uh, the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski. One of the big biggie names that's yeah. uh, that's yeah. floated out in uh, you know a big blemish on uh, on our country as far as whatever criminals that are the notorious in each nation. He's one of our biggest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I'm I'm curious as to I find it hard to believe he would take his own life at 81 years old. But you never know. Maybe it's weird how you know in prison you figure you're under absolute. Total surveillance. I mean, especially somebody who's a high, tar- yeah. high. Um, I, I guess in the prison community, right? There, you profile. have a target on your back, so you're a high profile yeah. Uh, yeah, target. But was he still? I would imagine if, if you could be the person who took out Ted Kaczynski, it'd be maybe you'd get a little extra serving oh, of mashed like potatoes, or oh. I don't know. But I mean, it is. Yeah, the guy who took out Dahmer was. Yep. Well, he's crazy too. He but, got his own sitcom. But, <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. Know Dahmer that. killer tonight at eight. Where's Dahmer killer? We're having a birthday party, and he always shows up late. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was betting a pony. Oh, Dahmer killer! Wow. <laughs> That guy likes it. Wait, what was that? Oh. Is the one guy laughing button next to the crowd laughing? Yeah. Can I hear one guy laughing again, please? Oh, well, hang on. Hang on. Okay. No. Oh, my. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why Dahmer Killer was canceled. Uh, well, anyway, I'm sure that, uh, yeah, after they uh, after they investigate and find out what's going on, we'll, we'll get word whether he had uh, died of natural causes or killed himself or somebody else killed him or who knows what. But uh, it, It's a fascinating story. There are a number of documentaries if you get the chance to review it. It is um, it's worth it, your time. There's one on Netflix of uh, he, he granted an interview to this woman who is not like a big high-profile journalist yeah. or anything like that, and she recorded him having a conversation, and oddly enough, he sounds very lucid. Yeah. He sounds s- somewhat normal other than the ideas that he had. And, uh, yeah, that's on Netflix if you want to see that. So you'll get the um, the other end of the spectrum where you'll get a ranting Charles Manson. And then you'll get a lot of these guys are sort of charismatic and good conversationalists. And, you know. We're talking about Ed Kemper. Right. Yeah. If, if oh, seen, this giant you, monster. Yeah, if you haven't seen Mindhunter, that's really bizarre yeah. and that's the first person that they pretty much encounter as far as the serial killers go all right uh let's see i did notice some other things and uh Noticer I, never stops i just noticed this this morning what did you notice notice <laughs> uh microsoft has just announced a new black version of the xbox series s with one terabyte of built-in storage at the xbox game showcase 
Uh, little has changed since the original Xbox Series S. I'm not familiar with the Series S. Uh, so, uh, listen, I, 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 I actually became full PS. I mean, I, I have my older uh, Xbox, but I end up playing everything on the PS5 now. And um, okay. I, I just, and it all changed for me, Preston, when they, um, when they adapted their controller years ago. Let me tell you, I don't game that much anymore. No. I, just, I just play like maybe two games, and I don't play that often. And um, but when you do, here's what I hate. I have I have a PS. Yeah. I, I forgot which version of it, but anyway, when and I, so I play uh, Tiger Woods Golf. Play that pretty regularly, and I'll settle in. I'm going to go game now. And you know, I can I tell by looking at your gonna face. Say. I'm going to go game. Yeah. I have. Hey, family, give me a little bit of time. Right. I just want some me time to go in game, which is very rare. Yeah. I settle in. I turn on the game. It needs to be updated. System oh, updating. 30 and, minutes later. Oh, more than that. Yeah, yeah. An hour at least. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's gone. Yeah. I maybe had an hour, right. and that's it. And I just absolutely. You have to update? You have to. Yeah. Yes, oh. you, you do. Or at least there's been a couple times where I've tried to bypass the update. Mm-hmm. And then it's like uh, network settings won't allow you. You can't get an, an internet connection until it's been updated. Sometimes I'm like, suck it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it won't allow you to to do online gaming, which is never really that much of an issue for me. But yes, it is the most effing annoying thing in the world to log on. I'm going to grab a ten minutes here. Yeah. I've been waiting all day. Yeah. And you have to sit there while it just goes on and on and on. And that many times is the reason why I uh, I skip it. It's right in my room, and I, I do enjoy it. But it's a pain in the ass. Steve, we're successful businessmen. We don't have to. That's why we don't eat flat pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> because it takes too much time. It does. Yeah. But they're they're offering this. It's got a terabyte of uh, built-in storage. Is that a lot so for I, built-in this storage? Is, I believe this is the streaming version of the, of the most recent Xbox, and they've added in the storage, which it did not have before. I believe. Uh, it's been a while since I've dabbled into Xbox uh, territory. So... Uh, honestly... The games that I play um, are are more of them are on the PS5, and I just I just like the um, I like the way it's laid out. I used to like the interface on the Xbox, the OS, a little yeah. bit better, but even that got muddied up. Uh, Microsoft is launching the one terabyte black uh, Xbox Series S on September first, priced at three hundred and forty nine dollars, which sounds reasonable. Oh, right? Yeah, when yeah. you're talking usually about like five hundred dollar consoles and things. You like know that what happens nowadays. though? You load in a game like that, The Last of Us. You load in something that's got a ton of, you know, that just eats up a ton of uh, space. I mean, you're, you, that that stuff, that storage gets burned up like crazy. I still do like the physical discs. I really, uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't even. I, it's just my the thing I've been doing for the longest time. So uh, you know, you what you used to do is go to GameStop and then trade them in and get credit towards new games. But I, I it's just to have it, I've developed and I like to get the physical disc. Well, hang on a second here. I think this is uh, pertains to what we're talking about. This is uh, Susan. Hi. No, this is going. She works at a correctional facility. What video games do they play? Hi, <laughs> Susan. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. I just called in because I worked at New Jersey State Prison and was able to have a conversation with the Iceman. Oh! Way, Kuklinski. Okay. What uh, What was that like? Well, he's just like an old grandpa when I saw him in a white T-shirt, white boxers, like very docile. I'm sure he's medicated. All right, well, so, so you, you had a chance to meet. Uh, if you worked at this facility, then you were around dangerous people pretty regularly, so I'm sure that that wasn't weighing too much on your mind while you were talking to him? No, I have a degree in forensic psychology, so I'm 
like the mind hunter uh-huh. and all of that um, is my background and training. So like also Richard's brother was in there on the psych unit. So so his his brother was in there as well. Yeah. He used to talk about going um, to the casino. The boat would pick him up and take him to the casino. <laughs> so let me let me ask you then. So what are the odds that you have two people completely disconnected and deranged the way that they both were in one family? Uh, it's not that likely. Um, but they certainly both were. And I don't know. I didn't really dig into um, much of the parents. You know, the funny thing with the Iceman, I mean, not funny, funny, not like, hey, you yeah. want to hear something, is that he um, he did have this pretty bucolic family life where he was a, a doting dad for his kid. I think he had a daughter um, and uh, and the wife and, and uh, was there for things on the weekend and then just brutally butchering people during the week. Yes. But I also heard theories or conspiracies that he never was involved at all and he made the whole thing up really what <laughs> so so uh, the, the, i don't believe that yeah, yeah I you don't, don't believe, believe it either no he talked in detail about how he uh, killed these yeah. people there was a uh, you, you know the henry lee lucas another one of the uh, serial killers you know was was for a brief period claimed that he had made it all up and then went back to saying no i actually did it right i, I think maybe do you, do you think that that happens occasionally susan where they think well, maybe if I say it was all made up, I'm going to get a little bit le- of uh, leniency. I don't think Richard ever said he made it up. Okay, all right. Other people, other people were talking about like the timeline and how he's not mentioned in um, like historical stories of the mob by name. Was he the most deranged uh, person you you encountered, or the, the person with the most um, uh, troubling track record, so to speak? Yeah, I would say the most troubling track record, but, like, when I met him, it would be like you mentioned how he was with his family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you would never know. (laughs) Right, right. Um, You know, just having a little normal conversation with him, but um, John List was in there. John List? Yeah, he was there. He killed his whole family. And burned, burned down the house with him in it, did he not? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Well, that was a fun job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for my 22-year-old self. <laughs> wow. Wow. What do you What do you do now? In a similar field? No. No. I work for a Christian nonprofit now. All, All right. right. It's a big difference. Change. Yeah, yeah. Switch gears a little bit there. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, Susan. We appreciate the call. Okay. All right. See you later. Do you think you could sit across the table from someone like like uh, with that you knew was that? Uh, you know, like, like, think of, uh, think of, uh, uh no, I had a hard Bulger. time with the, I had a hard time with the guy yelling at me. At the I know. Yeah. Weekend. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Maybe that guy's a brutal murderer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'd have a heart. No, I, I, it would be. He's touching the balls. <laughs> He's touching the goddamn balls. Uh, it would be, no, I, I would find that very intimidating. I think even if I was there on a on a completely different capacity, just, uh, you know. What did they tell you about putting the golf balls in the display? Taking a survey or something like that. Just saying. It would be, be- it would be in the back of my mind all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see. I do have some other noticeable things this morning that I would like to pass wait, wait, along. Wait, you're not now the noticeable bore. No, but I did notice 
that Kathy left. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, I know. She's got something going on. Well, there. she's actually on the trail of a serial killer. Oh, is that And we reminded her. <laughs> and she has some leads she wanted oh, to follow up on. I knew I was yeah. supposed to do something today. <laughs> What's this string for? Catch that serial oh, catch killer. catch the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, with obesity crises well underway and heading for more tragedy looking towards 2030, some people are banking on weight loss drugs Yes, as the answer to the growing problem. While pills are only prescribed in severe cases currently, some British government officials want to medicate our way out of a problem instead of proposing more holistic lifestyle-based solutions to the health issue. Estimates indicate over 12 million adults in England alone are obese. This is obviously an English story. Uh, and the crisis is costing the country nearly $7 billion uh, a year to manage. I kind of disagree with that, though. Um, it's it's not like that there isn't a... Uh, um, I, you know, people have been uh, touting holistic, you know, uh, healthy alternatives, you know, to losing weight. And, yes. And that's been going on forever and ever and ever. And now with, you know, in the uh, advent of, of social media, there's, you know, there's a ton of social media handles out there that are all about clean eating and, and healthy lifestyles and exercising and blah, blah, blah. It's just it's a commitment that that a lot of us aren't willing to make. make. As long as things like this, if you want to talk about Azempic and other you know brands, as long as these are safe mm-hmm. for us to use, and I'm sure that they're down the road, there may be some long term issues, but who knows? They've done their they've done their studies. An occasional limb falls mm-hmm. off. Well, they've they've done their studies, but as long as this works and is safe, rock on, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, if it works for you and helps you be more healthy, I mean, we'll take things for, you know, to lower your cholesterol. You could exclusively just do that via diet, but there, in some ex- extent. Yeah. Uh, but you can, uh, it helps you along, you know what I mean? There's some not? people, listen, If so you look at it this way. If Ozempic would be something you could do over getting a stomach staple yes. or gastric bypass yes. which is far more invasive then that's cool in a perfect mm. scenario you would obviously do the you know a more organic a, a diet adjustment but that's that's not the case that everyone will respond to that now mind you we had that one woman call him when we talked about this weeks and weeks ago who was uh, diabetic and she said she's having a hard time getting the prescription yeah. because people are being prescribed it for uh, their weight issues, uh, they are working on upping the amounts and the the, the demand for well, why that. Would which they? I they, think, it, yeah, of course. Mo- monetarily, they're going to make a profit. It's like the new drug, uh, Poopalot, which yeah. is really... Poopalot. <laughs> it's, it's excellent for weight loss. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but have you been taking Poopalot? I've been taking Poopalot. <laughs> i got to say, Cindy, you look great in that dress. Poopalot, you know it, sister. Mm. Now, really? Smell so what does better. it make you do? It makes me poop a lot. <laughs> Now, for anybody that is taking a an Ozempic, a Marjaro, uh, or Wagovi, or whatever, Marjaro. Um, uh, what is now? How, what's the word on? Uh, is it Govi? Uh, Wagovi. What, so, what is the word on that? Is it similar in composition to uh, Ozempic? I or? think it is. I think they're both. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, Poop a lot. Either way. Let's say you take off the amount of weight that you want to take off. Okay, well then at that point, then you really need to adjust your lifestyle. Oh right. yes, yes. You know, you're, you're as with anything, your Casey. We yeah. know people who've gotten stomach staples or bands or whatever the uh, whatever the various procedures are sleeves, and they still. It'll still eat a lot, yeah. and, it, and it'll it'll it'll. Uh, Carney Wilson had it happen. Mm-hmm. She had the bypass surgery, the gastric bypass. She was great for a while, and then put it back on. And and again, some people are genetically predisposed to 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 
to do that. So yeah. it, it's horrible. I feel bad for them. And as somebody who has yo-yoed uh, quite a bit in the last two decades, like, I, you know, and I'm I'm now yo-yoing back down. You're more yo. Yo. I don't want to be yo. Yo, yo. I don't want to yo. Yeah, I'm a yo. <laughs> uh, at a certain point, like when, let's say, I get to a goal weight. Yeah. Um, which is 11 pounds. Which is 11 pounds. That's not healthy, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, <laughs> don't judge. Don't judge. Don't judge. I'm just trying. Um no, it's it's. Important. I want to be reduced to my chemical compounds. And Preston, you're really really good at this. But like when I when I had gotten down to um, the the last time I had a significant weight loss, I got down to like uh, like 190, and mm. even that isn't like uh, even that Optimum. like. No, I'm I'm supposed to, like for for my height and stuff. I'm probably supposed to be closer to like one sixty. Look at the charts, though. They're yeah. they're they're way crazy. I, know. I, I know. mean, everyone would be emaciated if you looked at a, a, a lot of these charts and height and so on and so forth. But what I that's did, why thank God for poop a lot. Yeah, what I didn't do, uh, Preston, which is something that you have done, is when I slowly started to see that weight come back on. You know, one ninety turned into one ninety five, oh, turned into two hundred, turned into two ten. Uh, I, it just kept going and going and going, and I never arrested it. And every time I gave myself a, uh, a oh, well, okay, once I get to 200, then I'm going to really yeah, well, I'm put the clamps on. And I never did, and then I just put all of that weight back on. Press, you were really good at arresting it at a certain point. And you said, you know what, I... I, you know, I, I, I let can't. it slide a little further than I wanted to, but yeah, I, I definitely was like, okay, I'm never going back to a big fat Preston again. He's not kind of big fat radio DJ. Frank, yeah. <laughs> um, can, uh, can you go to Brent on line two? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Hey, uh, Brent, good morning to you. Hi, Brent. You're on the air, bud. Dude, it's Brewer. Oh, <laughs> good nice, one. Nice pause. I love that. What's up, my man? Um, so I just want to say, you know, I started my weight loss journey in like 2014. I was on a medication called Qsimia, which is an appetite depressant. I was on it for about six or so months, give or take. Um, <clears throat> drastically lowered my calorie intake, was working out five days a week religiously. Good. And from 20, February 2014 to sometime in 2015, I lost about 100 pounds. Wow. Um, and then I was kind of plateaued. 2017, I reached my lowest, which was 224, down from 330. Okay. Wow. Six foot tall. Yeah. Um, and I was plateaued for probably till July of last year. I just told my doctor I just wanted to break 200. I okay. hadn't weighed like that that low till um, since I was about 13. And so he put me on Manjaro. Um, I know a lot of people dump weight really fast on it i did not okay okay so, so it's more gradual it yeah because because what yeah. brent people talk about having the like the, the very saggy skin and not realizing that when they do that big weight dump that it ends up actually making them look older because the, everything gets a little more flabby you know what i'm saying absolutely yeah. and i do have some skin issues um around my body just because i was i was so big for so right. long Yep. Um, but I'm now weighing in at, at 189. Wow. Um, oh, that's um, huge. And you're six foot tall? 30-ish, give or take. He's 30 feet um, tall. But again, that was <laughs> since last July. I I didn't dump it, you know, in a few months. Right. So it's been, it's been gradual. All right. So, Brett, you're, uh, what I said, I mean, we broke up there. You're about six feet tall? I'm about six feet tall. And okay. I'm weighing 189, and, I, and I'm good now. I'm that's great. Now. That's a that's a good spot to be in. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Absolutely. If you're happy, you feel good, and physically you're not you're not hurting, then then great, terrific. Keep it going. Yeah. Will do. 
Have a great day. All right, you too, Brent. We'll see you, bud. And listen, just because it's something that you have been able to do, that doesn't mean that's something that everybody can can do. And 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 it's like definitely a mental journey and it's, there's a mental commitment there. My younger brother has taken off a ton of weight and has kept it off and he did it all naturally and, and he eats clean and eats natural and he goes to the gym quite a bit and um, but like not every can be him. That's right. You know? and, uh, and so if somebody needs to you know take a weight loss drug or whatever then, then that's their business and it doesn't necessarily uh, it's not for you to judge. Yep. It ain't that. your business. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, but, uh, the point of this was that, um, they had, uh, they're, they're concerned that, that people are going to, it says medicate out of, uh, our way out of the problem. This is in, well, that's something to be concerned about. England. They said, uh, while well, the debate over whether to medicate or educate to solve the problem continues, so does, uh, the waistlines of many adults worldwide. So, uh, anyhow, we wish you luck on your journey to I, be where you want to be. Could you diet with Rogaine? Uh, and fill your stomach with hair. I would imagine. Well, <laughs> Rogaine actually that causes hair to grow more. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's going to add weight on. Oh yeah, it's true. But you if know. your stomach is full of hair, you'll feel f- oh. So you full eat the, time. the hair that you, you eat grow the Rogaine. Mm, okay, <sighs> I don't know. I don't, has right. anybody tried it yet? Nick, not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Nick's flowing locks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that's not anywhere. Not He's a not, he doesn't need no Rogaine. Separate, separate, my hair. separate question. <laughs> I would like to get my hair cut. Uh, and I really wanted to do it for Kathy's cuts, but uh, the timing didn't work out for that. Um, You're looking for a charity that might accept it now? Yeah. Okay, I think that's very noble. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm going to do it, I might as well, um, maybe, if I can, benefit someone. Pubes for dudes? Yeah, all right. Oh, my Try God. That. I wasn't thinking that route, but okay. How about a, let's explore start this. Start your own charity called Little Nick, where you will provide... The kid has to act like you when he gets the hair, though. We had uh, Drew Gulek in studio a week or two ago, and he took a picture of me, and I looked at it, and I was like, I, I, I hate this. <laughs> you don't like the long hair anymore? Not anymore. I think okay. you, I think you yeah. make it work. I think you're probably, but you probably get, it, it's annoying probably after it's a while, It's gotten right? annoying. Yeah. 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 I, I like I, short hair Nick a little better. Do you? Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, Casey said a nice thing to me after uh, I like Keenan's. topless Nick. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you and me, Steve. And happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because we had the giant picture of your head. Yeah. Uh, and it was like short hair Nick from a couple of years ago. I've been thinking about that ever since you said this. I, and I'm, and uh, well, I hope in a good way. No, yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't mean it as a, this was, I'm like, this is not a knock on you, but I'm like, you look so good with that hair. Thank you. But I'm wondering though, when you do like wigs for kids, they, they measure that from the bottom of the ponytail. But like, what if you did a whole bunch of little ponytails? Just like, let them completely scalp you? Basically all the way to the top, to your scalp. Okay. Then I feel like you would have... The inch is necessary. All right. All You're right. saying, like, well, braid his hair into tiny little ponytails? Yeah. Maybe. I, um, I'll i talk to Kathy when she gets back in tomorrow and ask her her opinion on it. Um, That's if she has successfully nabbed the serial killer. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she might be busy. Yeah. <laughs> she may be out the rest of the it's week. Been, uh, it's been, uh, this is pre-pandemic that I've been growing. It, you know, February, I think, of 2020 is the last time I got a cut, and... Um, I saw our buddy Andrew at the Phil's game on, on Saturday. You know, um, the beer, that dude rocks hair. He does, yeah. yeah the beer salesman. And uh, he's got dreads, and he's been growing those dreads for, uh, dreads for something like 10 or 15 years. Right. Um, and But it takes a very long time to do that because yes, it, like, it has to get to a certain length, and then you can start to. Um, you know, do the treatment, I guess, that you need to get them? I don't think I could. Well, first off, I'm, I'm cl- the laughable that I would talk about. I don't think I could do dreads. Of course not. I have no hair. But uh, uh, the, the notion of um, not being able to shower it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's too much. I agree. Yeah. 
All right. Well, anyhow, we got to wrap up. I'm done noticing. Noticing no Notice more. Notice is done. Notice has got to go. Yep. Uh, so we are going to take a break and come back in a second and some bizarre file stories. I told you we only touched on the really good stuff in the last segment, so I got a bunch of goodies on the way when we return. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Um, what, what do you want to do? I didn't know we were going to do the announcement. You want to do it right now? Well, no, we can do it anytime uh, between now and the end of the show. I, I think we should maybe do it now. All right. Yeah. Well, we've already teased it a little bit. Yeah. Got to follow through. All your information is up there to your left. Thank you very much, sir. So, uh, this is exciting. It's uh, going to be a program live at the Man Center. And it'll be Saturday, September 23rd. And we are happy to welcome back to this. It is uh, Four Walls presenting this, but it is the return of the Always Sunny Podcast Live. Yeah. The gang is coming back to Philly, and it's going to be Saturday, September 23rd, the Man Center. And we are going to make sure that you're aware of the on-sale information, which is this Friday at 10 a.m. And it's going through Ticketmaster. Uh, so we'll have your chances to win this week on our show. And Brent Porsche will, this after each afternoon, have an opportunity for you to win tickets. And if you text the word SUNNY to 39333, we will send you... A link to the information, including another chance to win tickets at WMMR.com. So we will be giving away tickets throughout the week. Are we giving any away now? I did not ask you that ahead of time. Oh, Casey is nodding. Yes. So I tell you what, we'll take caller number 27. A higher number there. 215-263-WMMR. We will give you tickets as Four Walls presents the Always Sunny Podcast live Saturday, September 23rd at the Man Center. And tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. I went to the show uh, when it came last fall at the um, Met. Yes. It was unbelievable. They are just so much fun. Obviously, we know that. We've known them for years. Um, But it really hit me when I realized how many people traveled from around the world just to see these guys perform in Philadelphia. That's Um, the thing. Yeah, they want want to be here in in our city. Yeah. The namesake and uh, and go to the show. So grab tickets before it sells out. Yeah, there was like a ton of um, people, celebrities, guests came down. Right? Yeah, they had. Um, oh, I'm so bad at the character names. Nick, maybe you remember the guy who's the blonde guy. He was filming a movie here. Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy Simpson. Yep. Yeah, he's great. Uh, so tickets go on sale Friday, and uh, all the information you can text the word Sunny to three nine three three three, and you'll get the link to that. All right, let's do the bizarre file. No. <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com and type WMMR in the search bar to order the Dad's Favorite Grill Pack today. And it's just $99.99. Plus, you get eight free burgers with your order. So this is wild. This is a uh, a recap on the story or a follow-up. Uh, four children who survived a deadly plane crash that killed their mother May 1st 
stayed alive for more than a month before the rescue in the Colombian jungle by eating cassava flower and jungle fruits. This is a miraculous. Here's your next big survival movie. If someone doesn't jump on this, it's amazing. Yeah, considering their ages, 13, 11, 4, and 11 months. Uh, they were rescued Friday by Colombian soldiers who had been scratching or searching for the uh, kids since the plane was found May 16th, along with the bodies of the pilot, co-pilot, and their 33-year-old mother. Uh, the children are members of the indigenous uh, Hutoto people, which likely helped them navigate the jungle and decide what berries to eat. Yeah, they had a, a, a working knowledge of how to survive. Uh, their uncle, uh, Fedinicio Valencia, said <clears throat> when the plane crashed, they took out of the wreckage a, a farina, and with that, they survived after the farina ran out, which, by the way, is a the cassava flower, which is eaten in the Amazon region. I uh, said they began to eat seeds. I uh, said it was late spring when the jungle was in harvest. Uh, the children were taken to a hospital in the country's capital of Bogota, where they are expected to remain for at least two weeks. In general, the condition of the children is acceptable, according to the defense minister, who told reporters that they were being rehydrated but could not eat solid food yet. Uh, they've been traveling with their mother. When their plane crashed, killing all the adults on board. Now, I saw a, a little further information on the story this morning. Right. The kids related that the mother was alive for about four days after the crash. To watch her mom So they die. stayed there, yeah. and then they, they think they she may have urged them to venture out to try yeah. and uh, be rescued. It's just horrible all the way around, but fortunately, they were found alive. Uh, the pilot had declared an emergency, uh, citing engine failure, and despite not finding them, at the crash site on May 16th, rescuers noticed clues that they had survived, including footprints, diapers, a baby bottle, and fruit that had bites in it. So that's what I had reported a few weeks ago. Uh, they were rescued about three miles from the plane in a clearing near where rescuers had searched a couple of times but had missed them by hundreds of meters. So they're alive uh, and they're trying to cope and uh, get better. It's a miracle. How about this? The first rabid moose in Alaska was announced by the Department of Fish and Game after wow. an animal was found stumbling, drooling, and acting aggressively on June 2nd. Why don't you forget the moose? Yes. For a moment. <laughs> Rabies and moose is rare but not unheard of, and this uh, latest case marks a historic first for the U.S. state. Uh, That's a nightmare. According to Rabid moose. Vincent Lang, commissioner of the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, he said the moose was unbalanced, stumbling, drooling profusely, and had bare patches of skin. Staff in Nome consulted with a veterinarian and dispatched the animal that afternoon due to its aggressive behavior and signs suggestive of Aww. rabies. A necropsy was performed to establish the cause of death and samples yeah, confirmed rabies. Uh, the presence of rabies virus. And in the moose's brain, and they were able to pinpoint the rabies virus to a variant uh, found in Arctic foxes. Uh, rabies had been spreading for for Arctic foxes this past winter, and it's most Tell likely the foxes. Uh, that the moose contracted the illness from one of these animals. The discovery means that from now on, brain samples will be taken from wild mammals found dead to search for further cases of this devastating illness. That's the bitch of... Rabies, or you know, in an animal, you <laughs> you got to kill it to find out if it has it. Has it. Do you have but, to do something special with the carcass afterwards? You have to like burn it, or that's a good question. Dispose so, of it in a certain way. I would think so. Uh, it is. I would t- attach it to helium balloons. Okay, but that's just me. It's Bike a balloons <laughs> first for Alaska, but there have been moose with rabies found elsewhere in the world. 
Residents near the Magnolia and Interbay neighborhoods of Seattle experienced a bit of an earache on Thursday when a train horn blasted for over an hour. Wow. Yes, it was around 7 p.m. Initial reports of the horn came when people posted to Twitter to Twitter and Reddit to complain about the sudden noise. A uh, news station went out to the location and found a BNSF train uh, just north of the Magnolia Bridge blasting its horn after an hour. The horn suddenly stopped. That happened here, right? Uh, yes. Just along the Perkium and Creek yes, somewhere? Yes, did. Okay. Uh, so they reached out to BNSF and uh, they said that the horn was simply just stuck on an unoccupied train. That's just simply stuck. But it was a s- sustained blast for an hour. Jeez. Those things are ear-shatteringly loud. A former deputy sheriff is accused of pleasuring himself and blasting a porn video out of his truck in the parking lot of an ice cream shop last Friday. I like it. Uh, Todd Lanford, 51 years old, who was formerly employed as a deputy at the Hamden County Sheriff's Office, was arrested in charge of public indecency. He's been terminated. On Friday, (laughs) people and families... Sitting in the Smythe Ice Cream Plaza heard a loud moaning noise. (laughs) Coming from a uh, silver Chevy truck with with its doors open. Uh, children were eating ice cream outside the shop when the sounds echoed from the car. What's that, Mommy? Witnesses told police the man shut the door and drove to a barber shop in the same plaza <laughs> where he was seen hanging his leg out of the truck. Uh, the man was again heard blasting sexual moans from the car speaker. <laughs> Witnesses said the man appeared to be pleasuring himself. Uh, man, don't you run out eventually? Police officers responded to the man, uh, responded to the call. They found a witness who said that they approached the man who appeared it, to be pleasuring himself at the truck. And uh, the witness reportedly told officers he parked next to the Chevy and saw the man with his half-naked leg hanging out of the car, pleasuring himself to a porn video playing on his phone. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? The witness told the man, you need to get out of here, (laughs) and went on to drive away from the parking lot. Witnesses snapped a picture of the truck's registration plate and provided it to police. The police drove to uh, uh, Laffin's residence and approached him about the reported incident. And he told officers... That he assumed that they wanted to speak to him because he was, quote, touching himself and had his hands in his pants. The deputy sheriff told police that he was watching porn after getting dessert, and he said, and one thing led to another, you know. Yeah. Uh, Lamford told police that he thought that uh, he was in more of a secluded area, and apparently wasn't, and that it was, quote, bad lack of judgment. Uh, he proceeded to arrest... I just get really excited when I get my hair cut. They proceeded to arrest Lamford, and he was uh, later released on 2500 bond. I like how he put that he just one thing led to another. Yeah. And, you know, just, and there <laughs> it's you like go. you saw. That's what I had in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And for those who have been listening all morning long, we will reward you uh, for your persistence and sticking around by asking a lesson question from today's program. Trash Music News coming up, too. Be back in a moment. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. 
Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a few more things to do before our program is up. If you just missed it, we made an announcement a little while ago. Uh, it is all, the Always Sunny podcast is coming back to Philadelphia. The podcast live Saturday, September 23rd at The Man. Yay! It's on a Saturday. And it's at the man. Both really cool things. And September is a beautiful time to see an evening outdoor show, which, of course, the MMRBQ is going to be an evening outdoor That's show. That's right. Um, but uh, details at WMMR.com. If you want to text word SUNNY to 39333, uh, we can send you a link to the information. Those tickets go on sale Friday. But uh, we also have a chance for you to win tickets at WMMR.com. So all that comes in that link. So text word Sunday to 39333. All right. Um, today we ask a lesson question and we give away uh, as a prize a pair of tickets as MMR presents Bush Saturday, July 15th at the Excite Center at Parks Casino. And the question we ask is, where the hell is it? Oh, it's right here. So spam is a portmanteau is that the correct uh, yeah. pronunciation? A portmanteau of the word spiced ham. Where does the word gainer come from? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Spam is a portmanteau word for spiced ham. Where does the word gainer come from? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it and you know, we encourage you to call right now. While you call, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Omaha Steaks. And you can type WMMR in the search bar to order the dad's favorite grill pack today for just $99.99. Plus, you can get eight free burgers with your order. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, authorities believe they've captured the tiger shark responsible for attacking and killing a Russian man in Egypt. Alerts went up when the deceased man's credit card was used by the shark to purchase gas. Oh, no. Well, they got him. Actress dancer Jenna Dewan asked about an update on wedding plans with her fiance Steve Kazee. Dewan replied, "We're getting there," sparking many to believe that they're not getting there and that she'd be thrilled if he was dead. Oh my god! Ow! 
And finally, Megan Trainer is loved by her fans for her candor and recently admitted that she regularly shaves her, quote, peach fuzz. Trainer also says she uses a lighter to burn off the thick tufts of hair poking out from her ass. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, spam is a portmanteau of the word spiced ham. Uh, where does the word gainer come from? 215263WMMR. We are going to go to Mike and see if we can get an answer. Hi, Mike. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, buddy. So what is uh, the where does the word gainer come from? G-ainer. Uh, G-ainer. Yeah. You got it. Hang on, Mike. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see the band Bush. They are playing Saturday, July 15th at the Excite Center at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. And the show is 21 and over. Uh, tickets are sold out, by the way. You can text CONCERTS to 39333 for a link to the concert calendar and complete concert details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more. ADMoyer.com. Former Rolling Stones bassist Bill Wyman will appear on the band's long-awaited new album. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, the Stones album has been in the works for a decade and includes tracks produced by Don Was and Andrew Watt. Uh, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and Elton John have previously been named as guest artists contributing to the still-unnamed collection, uh, which will feature the final sessions by the late, great Charlie Watts. Interesting. Drummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an unnamed source revealed that it was Mick Jagger that invited Bill Wyman to play on his first Stones album since 1989's Steel Wheels. Uh, the insider added it was really nice for Mick, Keith, and Ronnie Wood to be back in the studio remembering Charlie and playing and singing to drum tracks that are being repurposed and woven into this album. So, so this is a big deal, this album sounds yeah, like. That's yeah, that's really cool that Bill Wyman's back, uh, at least for this. Greta Van Fleet has released their new single. It's called Farewell For Now. The song is going to be on their upcoming third album called Starcatcher, July 21st. Starcatcher! Bassist Sam Kiska uh, said about the single... He's got my ass. On farewell, for now, we express the sentiment of our longing to stay on stage and savor the magic created by the audience music phenomenon. Uh, but we must pack up and go to the next place to do it all over again. As always, we'll be back soon, he said. Starcatcher. Starcatcher. Mm-hmm. Perry. Starcatcher. Perry Farrell. Promises new music from both his bands, Jane's Addiction and Porno for Pyros, in 2023. That's a, a lot of work. Yeah, he said this year there's going to be a lot of music that not only we're going to be performing, but there is going to be a lot of music being put out this year. And I don't know if we can call any of them albums. I don't know if I necessarily am up for an album just yet. But hey, three or four songs from both hey. groups, that would be plenty, right? Uh, he went on to add even two great songs. And I know we've got two great songs from both groups already. So I'm just psyched about that. Getting a chance to perform it and getting a chance for you all to hear it. It's the way many of them are doing it now. Oh, yeah. A couple of songs here and there. Not feeling the uh, onus on them to put out full albums. Yep. Oh, and yeah. a lot of people like it. I was just talking to somebody this weekend about like the essence of listening to an album front to back. is just It doesn't exist anymore. That's right. Like, it shuffles through, it, whatever, you know. Yep. Put out one or two. Stinks. Back on March 5th, Jane's Addiction premiered the first new... That's right, it stinks! 
song since 2013. Listen, can't do that anymore. Titled "True Love," by the way. Uh, the tune came. Is a track. Uh, the tune <laughs> came at the end of the night during the band's tour kickoff in Bakersfield, California, at Mechanics uh, Bank Arena. I still listen to albums uh, front to back. You know, it's a, a lot of times when I go to the gym. Sometimes I'll throw stuff on shuffle, or other yeah. times I'm like, okay, nope, today's a Harry Styles day. You know. There you go. <laughs> Uh, uh, I have uh, I've done that lately. Yeah, uh, and and you know what? I've been listening to albums that I should have listened to a long time ago. Yeah, you know, they, and it's crossing entire, off the list. I know the hits. I know a couple deep tracks, but I've never gone front to back. And yeah, so I'm starting to cross these things off. What's the list. one of the titles that comes to mind? Um, I was going through um, Harry Styles. No, <laughs> uh, The Cure. Oh, um, disintegration. Album. No, it wasn't disintegration album. Oh man, I can't remember. Um, well, so that's, many great ones. Yeah. There are. But anyway, you don't have to go through the whole catalog. Are you uh, sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and then what else have I listened to? I listened to um, uh, Tears for Fears, uh, Songs from the Big Chair. Great album. Yep. And I'd never listened to the whole thing. I love it. So I'm just trying to go back and, yeah, like, you know, I should have listened to that a long time ago. And I never did. Was and it so, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me? It was. Very good. Great album. That was a great album. <laughs> Uh, so I highly recommend you do that. Yeah, Price, I did that uh, when I was driving down the shore uh, a couple of summers ago. I'm and like, the record never skipped? No, no, it didn't because it wasn't a record. Oh. Uh, it was, you know, just on iTunes or whatever. But yeah, I was like, I never listened to Born to Run, you know? Um, what? Yeah, I never listened. And, and <laughs> I actually did. Drive to New Jersey. Drive to New Jersey. Now listen to Born to Run. It's sacrilegious. You're in the place where grew up. He's from there. You don't have the time to listen. You had a whole musical career transiting you. You couldn't return the favor. Coming to get you, Keith. I'm coming after you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue, sir. If you tell me you haven't listened to, to the Asbury Jukes, I'm going to cut your head off. It's not that important. It's important enough. All right. Uh, so, you, what did you think? What did you think of Born to Run? That's what a masterpiece. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. You didn't like Jungle Land? Wow. You didn't like Jungle Land? 10th Avenue Freeze Out. 10th Avenue Freeze Out? I love 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Jungle Land is his masterpiece. Yeah. I did uh, the entire Grateful Dead discography. Jesus. That's a lot of music. I, listen, I'll tell you what. A lot of that early dead, I did not care for. You know? Yeah. It wasn't until, like, Box of Rain and, I mean, American Beauty and... Um, Snackables. So, yeah, Snackables. Oh, my God. Snackable was a great album. Delicious. <laughs> I would like to hear Rambo at the end of Jungle Land trying to sing along with that. Me, the city, two hearts beat. Lone engines running through a night so dead. I'm coming for you. He's a fan. Absolutely. Huge fan. All right. Uh, one last story. Uh, work is slow to beginning on Hearts' first new album in seven years. Nancy Wilson spoke of the project and shed light on what will be her and Sister Anne's follow-up to Hearts' 2016 Beautiful Broken Collection. Remember, they had a big feud. They hated each other for a while. They were really on the outs. Yeah. I said, I, got, I love. I mean, I love them. They're they're great. Yeah, she said, I got a bunch of new ideas. Uh, I got for, more dogs and butterflies for songs, and I've been <laughs> writing new music with Anne too. So it's a real creative time. When I get home, I'm going to really dig into the other projects, including finishing some new material with Anne. So 
so that it's a really good time to be creative. And I've got a new studio in my house, so I can't wait to sort of run tape on stuff. Who was it here who interviewed? And Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah yeah. yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, talking about specific songs and yes. how they were uh, born, you know. the, the Boy, songs. Yeah. I can't believe it! All right, and there you go. <laughs> That's my last item in music news for you. All right, we'll take a final break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get that first letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Wednesday from 4 to 6, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the grand opening of the new clean and spacious Planet Fitness on Broad Street in Philadelphia with food, raffles, giveaways, music, and your last chance to join for just a dollar down and $10 a month. Plus, meet Brandon Graham and Landon Dickerson between 5 and 6. A big focus of today's program was uh, the fire and yes. the collapse on 95. So I would like to thank Nidia Han from 6AB. Uh, checking in with the latest bit of information. And then we also had uh, from SEPTA, the head of media relations, Andrew Bush, was on uh, to give us a rundown of how SEPTA is compensating and helping out with uh, mass transit. Uh, While well, some people are going to have to consider that as an option uh, or face, you know, a two-hour drive to work. Yeah, this uh, happened in They it. normally have a 45-minute drive or something like that. Yeah, terrible spot. Uh, so you can check SEPTA's website for information on how uh, you might be able to make... Um, Mass transit work for you if you are uh, having an issue with getting around because it's septastic. It's septastic. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Hey, before we do anything else, I would like to congratulate our buddy Marcus and Team WMMR, the ACS Bikeathon. <laughs> It was over the weekend. Now I don't have totals or anything like that as far as the amount of money that they've raised, but they are just a huge team that Marcus has homegrown on his very own. Oh yeah. Incredible accomplishment. And have uh, surged into this gigantic conglomerate of supporters and uh, team members. And uh, I'm sure they did uh, wonderful. It was a beautiful day yesterday, so it was great for the bike. Yeah, uh, so uh, they have 171 (laughs) team members. Uh, they are a, just wow. a, a, an absolute juggernaut in that ride, and uh, and are, are you know have made waves nationally. Uh, uh, Marcus is so plugged in and dialed in with the ACS. Yeah. He does uh, it year round. It's, no, he does yeah. all sorts of stuff related to them outside of the race. Yeah. Yep. So he has put in so much uh, work and effort into this ride and into his team, and you know, and I'm especially happy for him because if you recall last year, he did the same exact thing and then came down with a stu- stomach bug. Yes. The day before the ride and wasn't Horrible. able to do that. And that's that's such a punch in the gut. So the fact that he was able to, to do this and, and you know, uh, and yesterday was a really beautiful day for that. Yeah. So congrats to everybody on Team MMR. Yep, we're very, very proud of you. Excellent. Hello, Pierre Robert. Why then, good day. Nice to see you, man. And to you also. Did you have an action-packed weekend? I cleaned my house. Oh. Nice. Is this that yearly thing that you do? No. Where you okay? No, no. That, that involves a hand grenade. Yeah, yeah that does. Uh, that that needs a week, uh, <laughs> and that only can just make a dent. I uh, have friends coming in from California, a buddy of mine and his wife uh, huh. from grade school that we've stayed friends with all wow. these years, and uh, she grew up in South Jersey, and he's from California, and uh, uh, so they're coming in. And I have three bedrooms uh, upstairs, and I have a possible bedroom downstairs. But the room that they're going to sleep in was so covered in trash. (laughs) I had so many clothes on there that were most of them were clean that I just threw them in a ball and threw them in my car and took them to the cleaner. I said, here, iron these. 
And then I ran back and then started massively throwing things in closets. And um, I got, I found the bed underneath all the rubble. <laughs> and then, but there were still piles of boxes in the corner. So I can't let the, oh, they're hopefully not listening now, but because uh, they're, they're, they're in the area, but they're, anyway, they're coming in this afternoon and I couldn't let them see what a miserable slob I really am. So, but I, but I was up till four in the morning cleaning and throwing wow. things in, in the closet. And finally I said, I can't do anymore. And I went and got two giant blankets and I just covered mounds of, of rubble <laughs> in the corner with wow. blankets. Um, wow. Don't look under there. It says, please don't move and please mm-hmm. don't open any closet so, doors. Uh, I have the image of Oscar Madison's bedroom in mind when what you're describing. Right. Uh, so, like, the, you can't see the bed. It's just right. covered by all sorts of stuff. It was covered by, yeah. There's an old radio bit from bo- before both of our times called Fibber, Magli- Fibber McGee's Molly, yeah. Closet. Oh, right, yeah. And she'd say, don't open the closet. And he'd open the closet <laughs> and all this stuff would f- pile out. Right? All right. Uh, How long are they staying with you? Uh, just two days. All right. But, um, I, and so hopefully they won't get contaminated in that brief <laughs> amount of time. But, uh, uh it's a. It was quite an ordeal. I love having company over because it does give you an excuse to clean right. up the house. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I fixed some plants in the thing, and I I burned some incense. I said, "Does that eliminate the foul smell <laughs> in here?" Maybe you need a controlled fire. Yeah, a controlled yeah. Fi- it, that is the best thing I've heard yet. <laughs> there you go. I found um, back in when Nick was my producer, I was like so in so desirous of answering every email. Because it's really important to me, and yet they get there's so many. It's yeah. very, and they don't just say I like your show, I hate your show. They'll say, "Where should I take my girlfriend to dinner?" Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, and I was thousands behind, and then I caught up, and Nick joined me, and I started falling behind again. Now I'm probably eight thousand, nine thousand. But at one point, um, I think Pancake, or maybe even you, I don't know. No, it would have been Jason. Um, said, all right, I'm just going to print you January's. And piling through these papers, I found an inch-thick stack of emails from January of 06. Uh, All that were, you know, they weren't, like, requests for songs. They were, like, questions. So what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Because they aren't just music things. They're, like, advice things. Yeah. Um, One I I had, a lady said, I'm moving back. Can you recommend a real estate agent? And I did. I wrote her back. One was a quadriplegic gentleman who said, where can I get funding for a van? And I called a quadriplegic. For, so back at, when I was answering them all, I answered like 6,000, and I caught all up, and then fell behind. Yeah. Well, that seems... How do you guys keep up with your that stuff? Well, you get a, you get a call from a... You're trying to help out people, but, you know... <clears throat> you Like, you had to, I assume, hop on, do a Google search to find out this information, right? I mean, you're... you're uh, a, you're you're like Ask Jeeves, you know. I sort of am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I should I, have a column in the yeah. paper. You ask how we do it. I mean, since we're a group, we can kind of funnel some of these to yeah. each other, right. and then but it helps. A lot of them might come to me and Steve, but we can kind of say, hey, you know, this is Marissa's right. department, this is Nick's. Uh, you know, he'll steer you in that direction. So, but people love to be answered. <clears throat> yeah, I will at least give an answer and say, it's hard. You know, I, I'll even say, I don't know, but sorry, thanks. Send this you to know. Pierre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I have forwarded Mr. Robert on this during this very public space. I issue a mass blanket. Pardon the pun. Apology for all those that ha- who have written me. I haven't gotten back to dating back over fifteen years. Yeah, me too. Because when I answered them on the first time, some were five, six, seven, eight years old, <laughs> and I would say, "I know you wrote me in 1998 asking about a favorite restaurant. This is what I think you should go to now." And um, God knows what they 
what their reaction was when they got this response back. Hopefully they're still alive. You know, right. Any number of possibilities exist sure. in that area. Sure. So, anyway, All I right. try. All right. Well, you had, you had a productive weekend. Yeah, I'm getting You got, for the yeah. most part, got yeah. done. You got a little bit more to go. Um, we're going to ask you to conjure a letter of the day, sir. Okay. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. I'm conjuring... B as in butter. All right, butter. B as in butter. And we're going to give away $500 from the Bagster. Yeah. Uh, the Bagster is the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. You can buy it at any home improvement store, fill it, and simply schedule your collection, and it is gone. Clean it up with the Bagster. Dumpster in a bag. Uh, thank you. Oh, wait, did I, ask, I didn't ask what's on your show oh, today. No, right. What's happening on the program, man? I thought we were done. <laughs> Am I going home now? <laughs> Is it time to go home? Uh, I think I have Dead and Company tickets again Ooh. for this coming Hi. Thursday uh, show over at the ballpark. I've got Workforce Blocks, ZZ Top, and Godsmack, and Boston, so it'll be fun. Excellent. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, and the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan tomorrow. Tomorrow's program, Tuesday, so we'll give away a tattoo for Tattoo Tuesday. Uh, and we have uh, Rodney McLeod stopping by. Nice. So we'll uh, so we have him talk to Rodney a little bit. Yeah, we'll spend some time with him. We'll see what else we can get to. Um, so that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Griffin Energy Services is celebrating 125 years in business. We're offering $250 off an AC or heat pump, plus special financing with approved credit. Contact Griffin Energy Services today for this offer and many more as we celebrate our 125th anniversary. Griffith specializes in train, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Griffith Energy Services. Oh, oh. Dog on dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.